action as it happens. And your reaction from five on the open line. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good morning and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Europa League Thursdays mean Premiership Sundays. Celtic kick things off in Dingwall. Rangers with home comforts against Austin McPhee's Hearts. And Motherwell were the big winners in the top flight yesterday, but a poor day at the office for Partick Thistle. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me in the studio is Gordon Deal, Mark Wilson, and Hugh Evans. Can you be red hot and freezing cold on the same day? Yes, you can. When Celtic and Rangers play catch up Sunday after the Europa League exploits, indeed. Heroics in midweek But lots of question marks At Dingwall Which Alison Conroy will answer But where's El Yanusi? Where's El Hamed Where's Johnny Hayes Where's Bolingoli Where's Edward Lots of questions indeed Like how many layers Are Alison Conroy And Jim Duffy wearing What time Did they leave To get to Dingwall For a midday kick off Let's find out With Alison Conroy And Jim Duffy 7am was the time You left to make it up To Dingwall Just the 40 layers Of clothes this afternoon Or this morning For this one as well An answer to Hugh's questions All those players Are injured Hugh As is Olivia and Cham this after, uh, this, for this game as well he picked up a knock on Thursday night and will not be risked so it's a couple of changes for Celtic from that win against Wren Jeremy Frimpong and Tom Rogic coming into the starting 11 in place of Bauer and Cham four changes for Ross County from their defeat to St Mirren a week ago so for Ross County Nathan Baxter in goal a back five of Keith Watson Callum Morris Liam Fontaine Sean Kelly and Richard Foster then by a midfield of Harry Payton Lewis Spence and Josh Mullen with Ross Stewart and Lee Irwin up top on the bench for County Laidlaw Fraser Gardine Mackay Graham Spittle and Chammers for Celtic Fraser Forster in goal a back four of Jeremy Frimpong Chris Julian Christopher Iyer and Greg Taylor then Scott Brown and Callum McGregor then the three of Ryan Christie Tom Rogic and James Forrest Lewis Morgan up top on the bench for Celtic Gordon Beaton Griffiths Sinclair Bauer Johnson and Robertson your referee for this one is Nick Walsh Jim Duffy we look at that Celtic team a couple of changes we expected from Pong to come back in and Cham not worth the risk for Neil Lennon yeah I mean again it's uh, you know as Hughes mentioned the players are not available uh, and still, you can still probably uh, rhyme another two or three off. It just shows you the strength and depth that they have, and they need that. You know, when you're going away in these uh, European matches and the Thursday, and then coming to a domestic match on the Sunday, uh, you know, Neil Lennon doesn't like to make too many changes. He's already made that known, and uh, you know, come up here today with a strong side. But you know, the the the, the striking department, obviously, Lewis Morgan scoring against Ren has got the nod again as, as a striker. So you know, good for him to to see if he can. Uh, supplement that uh, you know that that role uh, gives Celtic a different type of a striker um, from Edward. But I think if you're in Ross County's shoes, you'll be absolutely delighted at the the, the the number of players that are missing, and you know might give them a little bit of hope that they, they can cause a surprise. Yeah, I was going to say, what do Ross County have to do? It was six 0 at Celtic mm. Park in October. Well, I, if we think that they, we think that they, they might be playing five at the back, three at the back, where you want to look at it, and that for me would invite Celtic's fullbacks to get forward. And that is something that, uh, you know, I think we'd just be asking for, for trouble if you do that with Frimpong and Greg Taylor on the other side. So it'll be interesting to see how they do uh, address that. But if they, if, they, if they do play that system, I think that'll play in the Celtic's hands. Um, so I still think Celtic will dominate the game. But, uh, you know, listen, if, if you've got so many top players missing, particularly Edward, uh, Elanoussi, who have been, has been in fantastic form, 
then I think if you if you look at the team sheet, then you know it's got to give you a little bit, a little bit of hope that um, if you if you stay organised, if you stay disciplined, if you can frustrate Celtic, then you might be able to nick something. They have a little bit of height in their team. Uh, obviously, uh, again up front and with the three centre backs, uh, you know they will get Irwin and Stewart, two big tall lads up front. They've got the possibly three centre backs, so they've got a lot of height in their team, a lot of physical presence, and they'll be looking to try and exploit any opportunities they get uh, in dead ball situations. And, and, and I think that's their best chance of getting any uh, any form of result. So Frimpong and Rogic coming into the starting eleven, and we also have to thank Gordon Dale for his motivational phone call this morning. Just as we hit the A9, it was greatly appreciated for oh, the warmth of very, his bed. Very, very warm, heartfelt, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, from from Gordon. He was asking me if I've got the Bridget Jones pants on. I've actually got two pairs of them on, Gordon. Um, but uh, still freezing. Uh, but uh, listen, I'm glad that, uh, you know, your uh, blanket was turned up to three this morning and uh, you were nice and cosy. He's always thinking of others. He's really a selfless individual. Uh, Jim Duffy, you football managers are always telling us to take one game at a time. Um, how can the Celtic fans do that without starting to wonder and perhaps worry if Odson Edward will be fit for this cup final next weekend? Uh, I think that uh, the relaxed manner of the manager will probably determine that. You know, I think he knows that. You know, eh, I, I think to be honest with you, you know, there's no issues with Edward at this moment in time. He, he just being a little bit uh, extra protective. He, he has a luxury of doing that with the squad he's got. But I'm a little bit surprised he's not on the bench, so that you know, just in case he's needed. So, but I, I think it will de- depend on, as I said, uh, you, when when Alison maybe speaks to Neil Lennon later. You know what, what kind of uh, feeling you get from that, and and his interviews maybe pre-match. Obviously, we have not seen them um, being been at the ground, but he seems he seems relaxed. And uh, if he is, um, then I think that would maybe suggest that um, he said he's got him wrapped in cotton wool for that cup final next week. Less than ten minutes to kick off, so I think we can worry about that sort of stuff later on. We'll look at the bigger picture, but we are nine minutes or so away from a big game in the Highlands. Gordon DL, what do you think of today's team news? Um, I still think it will be enough I was there when Celtic uh, beat Ross County 6-0 at Celtic Park and let me say uh, it was the first game I've sat and I thought this could go to double figures yes there's uh, you know you look at the squad and you're thinking right no Edward massive player uh, no El Yanusi massive player uh, ball and goalie played that day so three changes and then you look at Ross County on the other side they've made about six since that day but I just think with the movement, the pace, the energy, the way Celtic are going about their business, Gordon, without Edward, without El Yanusi, without all the players that Hugh mentioned there, they've still got a very, very strong side and it'll be too good for Ross County this afternoon. Yeah, I mean, there's still a lot of quality on that Celtic side, a lot of pace, a lot of energy. My only concern would be if Edward... You know, as out with a niggle uh, And Jim saying he's been wrapped in cotton wool What if he does not recover fully in time for the cup final? Is it not worth giving Lee Griffiths a start Ahead of such an important week for Celtic? Lewis Morgan I thought did fine He scored a very good goal the other night But I don't know if you can hang your hat on him being A constant number nine A real focal point for Celtic Where it could get hard today Away from home I know Ross County's not been doing great in the league But Away games in this league uh, Sometimes offer up a difference Like we've seen at Livingston And with Lewis Morgan Not really being used to that role 
I just thought it might have been the day for Lee Griffiths I, to come in. I think he's earned his chance, Lewis Morgan. I think after the exploits of midweek, uh, Celtic are starting this game uh, with Lewis Morgan and Ryan Christie, who both scored against Wren. We get Mikey Johnson on the bench, who also scored against Wren. I think Lewis Morgan has earned the right to see if he can replicate what he did midweek, because I don't think that Lee Griffiths looks anything like up to speed. I don't and think and how would he be? I mean, he's been exactly. out for so long. Yeah, he, what he, is it? He's miles off here. He's absolute miles yeah. off. And, and, and what's surprising? And that's understandable, isn't it? Given yeah, the length yeah. of time. No, well, yes and no for me because yes, the fact that the length of time he's been out, but he's working with the fitness coaches day in day out, Gordon. Mm. They're full time. They get the best of treatment. I looked at Lee Griffiths when he came off the bench. Yeah, he came on and he ran about two or three runs. I then watched him come on the pitch after the game. And I'm a big Griffiths fan. I think he could play a big part for Celtic uh, till the end of the season. And the shape of him for a professional at that level was a little bit questionable for me. He needs to do a little bit more work. I.e., that's why I think the March question has been answered. is because I don't think the Celtic... I've got enough trust in him just now to go and run about for that lengthy time where it'd be 60 minutes you'll see him probably coming off the bench but I don't think there's any chance in the world if, if Edward's not fit next week no chance in the world will Griffiths play in the cup final let's hear from Neil Lennon difficult game we know our priority is the league so we can you know we're finished with the European terms of competitiveness and now we, we can fully concentrate on, on domestic duties Ross County had a really good start to the season we've just come off it a little bit but they're at home Teams raise their game when we're in town, so we know how fraught the, the game could be. But we're in a good place, we're not taking anything for granted, and we have to stay really focused now. Jim Duffy, I think the last 14 meetings, uh, the last four meetings, sorry, I've seen 14 goals for Celtic and none for Ross County, so it's quite difficult to build a case for an upset this afternoon. That said, we probably rhymed off something similar when Celtic went to places like Livingston. So th- there is still evidence in this division that if you're not at it, things can can go wrong for you. Yeah, it can. I mean, the stats don't bear out the fact that, uh, you know, they raise their game. And I know Hugh doesn't like that concept of players raising their game, uh, playing against uh, the big guns. But, uh, you know, the stats bear out the fact that Celtic are, are, are too good, you know, at, at this level, regardless of how Ross County play. And I think that'll be a case again today. Celtic play at the, their optimum level. Um, it's a terrific pitch. It's a perfect day for football. No excuses. I mean, Livingston a few weeks ago, obviously the artificial surface, a different style of play, all these sort of things. Celtic and a man sent off. But today, there's, you know, Celtic are in fantastic form. Um, the confidence is sky high. Guys like Lewis Morgan getting the opportunity. You know, to, again, even if, if Edward is an issue, then it gives them another you know, start at centre forward which is more practice during the game which you'll need if he is going to get the nod but um, certainly you know other than that one area Celtic are very very strong I mean Elanusi's been fantastic but you get Christine Forrest in the wide areas it's not exactly any, any really weaker uh, with Rogic coming in there as well so I, I think that it'll be a tough day for Ross County um, they're not playing at their best they're, you know they've had a, a little bit of a sticky patch so you know they, they have to kind of galvanise themselves they have to try and, and make it as difficult and condensed as possible for Celtic but that's easier said than done 
Yeah, I mean, you talk about that sticky patch Eight without a win They've now got three home games in a row What's that other cliche we always hear about games like this Being a free hit for teams when they come up against Rangers and Celtic If you're on a run like this, Jim Is are Celtic the last opponent you want to face? Or, or does it have that sense of pressure off Because you're not expected to do anything? No, I don't think there's a pressure off It can work for you if you get a positive result Or even a positive performance But no, it's not the game you want in the middle of a bad run You know, you want... You know, one of the bottom two or three, you know, at home, get a positive result, maybe give yourself a bit of breathing space and then back that up if you're going to come up against a team with Celtic's quality. But listen, Ross County, you know, know that, uh, you know, that they're going to have to give everything today uh, to, to, to stand any chance of staying in the game. But, you know, just looking at the way Celtic have been playing over the last couple of months, they've been absolutely exceptional in all departments, strong at the back, creative in midfield, worked so hard without the ball. Great pace in the wide areas with the fullbacks and a threat up front. I mean, you know, you can't really ask for too much more from Celtic. Neil Lennon's getting everything he's asked for from his team. And when the team changes through either injuries or just a little bit of squad rotation, whoever comes in is, is keeping at that same level. The, the levels haven't dropped at all. Alison Conroy, just take us through the teams once more and up to kickoff, please. For Ross County, Nathan Baxter in goal, a back five of Keith Watson, Callum Morris, Liam Fontaine, Sean Kelly and Richard Foster. Then the three of Harry Payton, Lewis Spence and Josh Mullen. Up top for Ross County, Ross Stewart and Lee Irwin. For Celtic, Fraser Forster's in goal. It's a back four of Jeremy Frimpong, Chris Julian, Christopher Iyer and Greg Taylor. Then it'll be Scott Brown and Callum McGregor with the three of Ryan Christie, Tom Rogic and James Forrest. Up top for Celtic is Lewis Morgan. The teams are on the pitch. Jim Duffy and uh, Celtic fans in fine voice. Yeah, I mean, again, they've got a, a, a terrific travelling support come up here today, as they always do. Probably left earlier than us uh, to get here, Alison. But, uh, yeah, a fantastic atmosphere. It's a lovely little stadium, this compact ideal uh, as I said uh, in a day like today when there's no no wind but uh, as I said Ross County I think will try and get the ball forward try and put Celtic under pressure uh, they are looking as we line up here looking as if it's a definite back three um, so they will be trying to make sure it's as difficult a day as possible for Celtic and we are underway in Dingwall it is Ross County against Celtic the winning team all season long this is Clyde One Super Scoreboard And it is full time in Dingwall Let's get the story with Jim Duffy And first Alison Conroy Full time in Dingwall Ross County 1 Celtic 4 Celtic leave with the points And it's over to Rangers again In this title race Ryan Christie hit the post With his free kick early on Before they won a penalty In the 10th minute Lewis Morgan brought down By Keith Watson Upset Brian Christie His penalty was saved But he scored from the rebound To make it 1-0 Ross County were back level in the 24th minute. Ross Stewart heading it in from a free kick before Ryan Christie ensured Celtic went in at the break. 2-1 up, he lashed onto a ball from Christopher Iyer and slotted in to the back of the net. Into the second half, and Celtic had the penalty claim just after the hour mark when Scott Brown was elbowed in the back of the head. It wasn't awarded, but they were 3-1 up soon after. Tom Rogic knocked the ball in after being set up by Ryan Christie. They were then 4-1 up in the 73rd minute. Mikey Johnson, just off the bench, burst into the box and fired into the back of the net. Ross County then had the ball in soon after. Ross Stewart with the goal, but referee Nick Walsh disallowed it, although he looked like he was well onside then just before full-time. Fraser Forster saved a shot from Brian Graham. Full-time in Dingwall, Ross County 1, Celtic 4. 
Jim Duffy, Ross County got that goal, but in the end, a comfortable afternoon for Celtic. Yeah, a comprehensive victory for Celtic, thoroughly deserved. They dominated from start to finish. A couple of little casual moments, which you know happens when you you so much in control in the game, you can't keep your foot in the gas all the time. But Celtic um, again, clinical in front of goal. Uh, when Mikey Johnson come on, scored an absolute outstanding goal. Pretty much his his first touch of the ball when he got it, but very positive. Uh, looked very lively up front. I liked uh, like Lewis Morgan today as well. I thought his movement was good. Ryan Christie was exceptional. So it was a lot of good performances from Celtic. You know, did have to beat the brilliant best, but we're still good. And uh, as I said, to score four goals away from home on the back of a European um, game on Thursday, I think Neil Lennon will be absolutely delighted. And again, another three points in the bag, and they throw the gauntlet back back to, to Rangers. But overall, I think it was a, a solid, um, you know, performance from Celtic without being exceptional, but still good and very good at times uh, with some terrific goals. And a couple of controversial moments. The Scott Brown incident, I thought it was a definite penalty. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Uh, the, you know, Nick Ball didn't even look at it. And then the, the, the goal that uh, Ross Stewart scored, for me, is a definite goal. Celtic defender stopped, even if, if Brian Graham did uh, kind of stand next to um, Julian. He didn't impact because Julian had no intention of going for the ball. It's mm. not as if he blocked his run. They were actually standing thinking he's offside. And uh, Ross Stewart came in, and although it wouldn't have made a big difference in the game, for Ross Stewart to maybe get two goals, it helps his talent, his confidence. Overall, uh, a really good performance from Celtic. Four goals away from home again. They're rattling the goals in, and uh, I said I think Neil Lennon will be absolutely delighted with his team today. The Celtic players go over to celebrate with the fans who made the journey up to Dingwall. Ryan Christie with a double and goals from Tom Rogic and Mikey Johnson make it another comprehensive victory to keep them top of the table. Full time in Dingwall, Ross County 1, Celtic 4. Jim Duffy, who would your Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Man of the Match be this afternoon? Yeah, it would have to be Ryan Christie for me, absolutely. I mean, I said I thought the Lewis Morgan's movement was very good. Um, his touch was good. You know, he, he was going in behind, coming short. He was occupying the three centre-backs, which made uh, more space for the players. But for me, uh, Ryan Christie, again... Uh, as you said, he's, he, obviously the penalty or the, the rebound for the penalty, he's other his goal, but his time and his movement, his composure, and then that little bit of skill uh, on the wing from Lewis Morgan, but then a little kind of bit of awareness from uh, Ryan Christie running in. He's already aware of where Tommy Rogic is, and just that little drag back to play it into his path for him to score as well. Absolutely no doubt, Ryan Christie, man of the match. Uh, there we go, Hugh Keevans. I think if you look at it from the perspective of scoring two and setting up one of the four, Fairly uh, deserved award. Yeah, I, I feel sorry for him. He didn't get his hat trick. Uh, but the the uh, Ross County defenders towards the end of the match there were throwing themselves at a variety of chances that came Celtic's way. As I say, I think Mikey Johnson's arrival just perked everything up, uh, and Celtic, because of the the quality of his goal, Celtic uh, then went for the jugular, uh, the one four one. It could be far more. It is an efficient, professional, honest performance And it's over to Rangers Yeah, I, I honestly think Celtic were were comfortable I thought they did a lot of good things in the game Even yes, without getting the rewards um, it Got to the byline a number of times But they were comfortable It could have been a lot more In that second half The amount of chances Celtic carved out Neil Lennon will be delighted with And the thing that must worry other teams You know, and you're talking about Hamilton midweek Is the players have got in reserve to come on off the bench and make an impact today, but 
Probably more than likely We'll start the game midweek mm-hmm. And look to impress For this cup final Is a frightening prospect For whoever comes up against them I mean Andy Little's at Ibrox Andy And we're getting used to this now It's exciting for us It's probably a bit nerve wracking For those involved But that's the reality Week on week One of them plays first Lays down the challenge And the other one has to rise to that Later on in the afternoon So the Rangers players Will know fine well As they go out for their warm up The Celtic have done the business They've done it well And now they simply have to respond Against Hearts this afternoon yeah, I think it's a, it's something that I'm sure all Scottish football fans are used to. But for a lot of these players, they they won't be. They you know they won't really maybe with the, except you know maybe Steve Davis and, and, and Alan McGregor. Um, in terms of exactly what you're saying, yeah, you look for the early kickoff. You see how the result goes. I don't think as players you generally watch the games, but you certainly know with with mobile phones you, you you're told and you know you know there's you know the results and but the focus has to be taken care of uh, of your own matches and. Um, yeah, I think that's it's, it's all down to how Rangers players and Celtic players, although they've got a bit more, um, you know, uh, experience of it. But I think certainly for the Rangers players, it's how they handle that expectation, and um, expectation is certainly high at the club right now. Well, let's go through the teams, Andrew McLean, if you've got them. Yes, we do. Breaking team news from Ibrox, and just the two changes from Steven Gerrard for this one. Going into the game against Hearts, Al McGregor continues in goal. James Tavernier, Connor Goldson, Philip Hellander, and Borna Barisic are the back four Stephen Davis Joe Aribo and Glenn Kamara in midfield so that is Joe Aribo coming in for Ryan Jack and Shea Ojo drops out of the front three for Scott Arfield so Scott Arfield and Ryan Kent supporting Alfredo Morelos the substitutes Fodringham Jack Defoe Ojo Flanagan Katic and Stewart as for Hearts they start with Joe Pereira in goal as a back four of Jamie Brandon Craig Halkett Christoph Berra and Aaron Hickey the midfield four Jamie Walker Glenn Whelan Oli Bazanich and Aidy White with Uchi Ekpiezu and Stephen Naismith up top Substitutes for them is Lamal, Claire, <coughs> sorry, Claire, Mulready, Demur, Irving and Machino. Any surprises in there for you, Andy? No, I don't think so. I think Ryan Kent possibly to see him, uh, you know, start again in, in, at the start of a very, very important week. Um, you know, obviously he's recovered well. He's a young, he's a young lad. He, he's missed a bit of football already. I'm sure he's dying to get at it. And Stephen Jared recognises that. I think Ojo, uh, Arfield, sorry, coming in for Ojo was was expected. It, Arfield brings a little bit more toughness about his play and uh, a physical hard side. You know, um, I think he's he's probably the right man for that job. And we often see it with with Steve Davis and and uh, Ryan Jack that one of them is often. Um, given a bit of a rest after the European trip I think they're two very very key ma- key men for Stephen Gerrard's team and uh, this time out it's been Ryan Jack just uh, given a, a bit of a break as I say ahead of two massive matches coming up So just the two changes for Rangers going into this one Shea Ojo and Ryan Jack dropping out Scott Arfield and Joe Aribo coming in Lots of reaction to come reaction to Celtic's win in Dingwall and reaction to those teams from Ibrox coming next The winning team all season long this is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Game 1 is done and dusted in the Highlands It finished Ross County 1, Celtic 4 Next up, it's Rangers against Hearts at Ibrox uh, A straightforward victory for Celtic in the end It has to be said, Jim Duffy is still there for us in the Highlands Jim, we're expecting to hear from Neil Lennon pretty soon And it's hard to imagine being anything other than happy with what he witnessed this afternoon yeah, I mean, again, I mean, if he's looking for perfection, you can see him getting a little bit frustrated with his defenders towards the end of the game, just because they, they you know, they kind of switched off a little bit. But other than that, they were in total control. There was a few minutes uh, in, the, in the first half where they got a little bit ragged. But again, that, that's because you dominate the ball so much, and sometimes you just over elaborate. Um, but but generally speaking, I thought it was a very good performance from Celtic. And, and going forward, they're sensational at times, you know, and they've got so much variation in their play. 
I mean, James Forrest had a quiet game today, but then Ryan Christie steps up, Mikey Johnson comes on, Lewis Morgan does well, Rog gets a goal, you know, so, you know, they've got so many, when one player's maybe not at the top level, other players rise to the challenge, and and, and that's, uh, you know, you know that, that that's a reason why, well, as, as we speak, they're top of the league, and, and, and obviously we'll wait and see what happens with Rangers in, in an hour or so's time. Yeah, certainly a routine victory Hugh Keevans Professional Call it what you will Guys like Mikey Johnson Coming back in Looks yeah. like he's never been away Certain players I mean we make a big deal About guys being away And then needing time To get back up to speed And match sharpness And all the rest of it And I accept that he's only Been short periods That he's come on for But it yeah. looks like He's never been away Yeah, the length of time He has been away uh, Is close to three months And uh, to come on In dazzling fashion like that uh, Then As I say He perked everyone up and the way he scored his goal against Wren in midweek Another little gem uh, So if you get that in your locker You become a valuable man And as I say I, I assess Celtic's performance today As honest, professional, efficient Got the job done Increased the goal difference Pass on the baton to Rangers Can you do what everyone thinks you'll do against Hearts And win comprehensively uh, So it's a long old way to Dingwall After your late night finish on Thursday Celtic have gone there And the return journey will seem much easier Yeah I think you're right here Because it's, it's never easy these games People look at Ross County And they'll, they'll take into account the, their previous games And they're not going well And they think it should be easy for Celtic But coming off the back of that European game Where they exert so much energy To then go up to Dingwall Yesterday they would have travelled up probably uh, and to put in a performance like that, you know, I, I think they're probably better than than what what your assessment is. You, I think Celtic were were very good in the opening period. Probably for about twenty minutes, they they had a wee stutter when Ross County scored, and then they weren't quite at it for the rest of the half. But I think second half they came out and they created so many chances, and that's the fear for other teams. Like I say, when you're doing that off the back of a European game. And you've got Edward out, Elianusi out, Ball and Golly out, Hayes missing, Mikey Johnson just coming back. I mean, what a squad that is. To go up there and score four could have been five, I six. I think how you sum it up, Mark, quite simple. Not at any time in that game did I look at it and think Celtic could drop anything here. I thought when it went 1-1, one, one, and obviously it gives Ross County a little bit of lift, but Celtic just kept playing away. Professional performance, terrific performance for me to go up there, score four goals, not three points. And you, you're right, without big, big players as well in your team. But a lot of pluses with Mikey Johnson coming on and getting that goal. I just thought it was a very comfortable day for Celtic. Uh, Andy Little, looking at that Rangers team, how do you manage to get around the fact as a Rangers player that Stephen Gerrard might say one game at a time, you can't look beyond hearts this afternoon? You've got a cup final against Celtic in one week. How do you get it out of your mind that you might be playing for a place in that game? I think they all know that, but I also think that the Rangers team has a very sort of familiar look about it recently. Certainly the back four, Tavernier, Goldson, Holander, Barisic. I don't really see that back four changing. Um, all they look to do is, is build confidence in a game like this, which you know they look to go and, and, and really assert themselves. I think early on in these games, if you can, as Celtic did, you know, get get a, an, an early enough goal and, and, and try and put the game to bed, it allows you then to maybe slightly look towards the next game, and maybe you won't go in for a, a 50-50 challenge that you might come off uh, worse for wear, you know. And um, as players, I think that's what they'll try and do. They'll try and go out and start really, really quickly. 
um, and and then allow themselves to to sort of coast through the game and and, and look ahead. And um, but as players, yes, I think the the two wider areas are probably up for grabs. Kent has that position. I would say Scott Arfield is certainly fighting for a place on the right side of that front three. Shea Ojo maybe not quite at his best recently. Uh, the midfield three picks itself for me, really, for the cup final, Davis, Kamara and Jack. But, uh, you know, Joe Aribo has a chance today, this afternoon, to stake a claim. Yeah, looking at, at the squad at the moment, then guys who, who maybe could play their way in, you mentioned guys like Scott Arfield. I'm, I'm sure that is the case. What about today's Potential danger Andy And a lot of people Would dismiss it Because Hearts Have been in a terrible Run of form I don't think you can ignore that Yeah they got the 5-2 victory Against St Mirren Lots of people hoped From a Hearts perspective That the return of Stephen Naismith Would would make them a lot better And it probably has in times But they've got Clearly other problems as well How important might he be For Hearts this afternoon You'll know him well of course I think he's, you know, he's a, an excellent player. He's a, a key man uh, for Hearts. He certainly missed him while he was out. Jamie Walker as well from the right hand side. Whether we see him from the right hand side or whether Ikpiatsu possibly starts in that area, but those three, I think, are their are their main the main threats. Ikpiatsu, uh, Stephen Naismith, and and Jamie Walker. But it, it always is, for, for my money anyway. It's it's how you start these games on a Sunday. It's very cold here. Players will be uh, Rangers players certainly, you know. Won't be looking to make any excuses, but Hearts, if they, if they sort of sense that uh, that the Rangers aren't quite at it, and, and and it's always the way at Ibrox. If if Rangers don't start strongly, the fans really do. You you sense the, the the sort of nervousness and um, frustration around the stadium, and sometimes opposition teams can pick up on that, and uh, that's something that Hearts, I'm sure, and Stephen Naismith, the kind of character he is, he'll he'll really thrive in that that environment, and um, yeah, he's certainly someone they've missed massively, and. Um, could play a big part in, in pulling them up the table I mean Hugh Keevans you love the psychology of it all yeah. can Rangers start fast can they send out some sort of message some people might say well you know what it doesn't really matter in the end if we score three in the last five minutes that's fine as well and of course that's true yeah. um, but sometimes you get a good indication of how it's going to pan out well the Rangers players and management must be only too well aware of the fact that Hearts were three goals down inside 16 minutes last week at Kilmarnock they are a club in turmoil and there's no confidence about the team And there's no defensive stability about the team If I were Stephen Gerrard I'd be looking to do a Kilmarnock on them uh, And get it over and done with uh, And I think there's every possibility of that happening Hearts at the moment Joint bottom of the league No manager No prospect it would appear Of a manager uh, They've got a massive game against Livingston midweek Which I think is even more important than the Rangers game because if they drop anything at home to Livingston Then Anne Budge should better have an answer for these supporters Very, very quickly thereafter But today, I just think the lambs to the slaughter Can't put up a case for them, Hugh You really can't no. I know that there's shocks in football And uh, Hearts are a, a club that could go to Ibrox and win But you can't see how Because you're right The, the club from top to bottom is all over the place They've got a coach and in charge that doesn't know if he wants to be sporting director or manager. Hedging his bets both ways. Well done to him. He wants to keep himself in a, in a job. Uh, you've got players that, for me, aren't strong enough and good enough. And you're coming up against a Rangers side that know that they have to get three points. And the Ibrooks have been very, very good. So it's a Rangers win. Okay, let's hear from Stephen Gerrard. There's a lot of games, um, a lot of big tests, a lot of big challenges. That we're going to have to face, but for me, I very much see it as an exciting challenge and uh, one that we need to embrace and really look forward to. But 
for me, the focus has to be on Hearts. Um, I'm aware there's a cup final next week and there's a make or break game against Young Boys and we have to go to Celtic Park. You know, all fantastic fixtures, I get it. And I understand that you've won headlines towards them fixtures, but you'll have to be patient. And um, I'll give you the headlines in due course, but for me, it's very much to focus on Hearts. Any surprise from you, Jim Duffy, that Rangers haven't made more changes this afternoon, or is this what you expected? No, no, no. I think as Andy said, there the back four is pretty solid now, and I think that's something that you know a lot of Rangers fans, in particular, have been looking at. You know, because the first year under um, Stephen Gerrard, they seem to change quite a lot. Um, but you know that that that's solid now, and I think that's important. Um, you know, the midfield, as you say, as you said, usually get the odd tweak. Um, Morelos has got to play, you know, with the form he's had the two goals during the week there was absolutely sensational. Um, you know, and again, it's just whether it's Arfield or whether it's, um, you know, he plays with the two natural white guys. Um, but, yeah, the only thing I would say is from the Hearts perspective, it's their probably strongest side for, for a long, long time. I'll get back, J- uh, Jamie Walker, Naismith, Ike Piezu, you know, so... I don't think there's any excuses, or there can't be any excuses from Hearts today, because in the past, and under Craig Levine, and, and recently, uh, you know, uh, under us, and th- th- there's been there's been injured players, been play- key players missing for pretty much most of the season, but these players seem to be available today, so it'll be interesting to see going there with a strong heart side, how they compete against Rangers, because at Ibrooks over the last couple of seasons, uh, you know, they haven't really turned up, you know, so it'll be interesting to see how if first and foremost. Um, can they compete today with Rangers? But uh, you know, Rangers know know, know the, the task ahead of them. They've got to win. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's not the best performance, but they've got to get three points. We tend to look at a sequence of matches like Hearts at home, Aberdeen away, Celtic in the cup final, Young Boys in the Europa League at Ibrox, and we think might be a shock or two in there. I see it another way. I see today being Rangers springboard. Then they go to Petaudry Looking to build momentum And if they get wins in both games The momentum carries them into the cup final And if you win the cup final Then young boys would be as well staying at home uh, So I see today as a springboard Not as something to be wary of Jim makes a fair point though About this being Hearts best Personnel wise Best team that we've seen in a long time Can they get a tune out of them? Well that's a different question But we've not seen Any of Halkett recently We've not seen a lot of Jamie Walker We know that Stephen Naismith's been working his way back So It's at least Looking a bit better than it was Well I think Jim's right With the fact that There's no more excuses Because they have got their strongest team out But you're going to Ibrox Against a team that Is playing very well Scoring goals i got a guy up front That's in Absolute fire Um I just don't see where you can put up an argument whether they've got their strongest 11 or not, whether they've got a new manager in the dugout or not, whether they've got a sporting director in the director's box or not. I don't see where you put a case up because I think Rangers, pound for pound, are a better team in them, better players in them. And I think because of the situation today, the catch-up once again, that will spur Rangers on. 49, 50,000 there, I think it'll be a Rangers I think if you're a Hearts fan... The team sheet certainly looks more attractive than what you've been used to reading this season. But the problem is that the names have been missing for a reason. It's because they've not played, they've been injured. And bring them back and get them all together for this game at Ibrox against a Rangers team who are free scoring. I mean, I, I really do feel fear for hearts. I mean, the young boy Hickey, I really like. I think he's got a chance. But 
A few times this season mm. He's been found wanting And last week was probably his poorest performance Against Chris Burke who ran him ragged How's he going to deal with today? That would be my worries back in the starting lineup. I think for Rangers today I'm the same as the guys I can't see any hope for Hearts And to be honest They've only got themselves to blame To leave it this length of time but Without getting a, a proper manager in, And that's nothing against Austin McPhee but if you're going to make him, ma- make him manager mm. Let him go on his job And it settles the full squad down But they've put themselves in this position We'll hear from him a bit later on Andy Little The guys who are on the show quite regularly Are clearly running out of things to say About Alfredo Morelos Because he just seems to score every week uh, You've not been on in a couple of weeks I'm hoping you found something original To tell us about this guy Because you just can't stop him at the moment yeah, you're you're putting me under pressure there because there's there there really aren't words to that, that I can that I can you know he's just he keeps producing uh, over and over again. It's the consistency of his performance. It's not just his goals. It's his all-round play this season for me. I've seen an awful lot of Rangers this season, and it's his all-round play is is just on another level. He's obviously his discipline is is night and day. Uh, his link-up play, his strength, but. For me, the biggest thing that he brings as a striker is he he produces goals and, and pieces of magic out of absolutely nothing. And sometimes in these games, hearts come to Ibrox. They maybe sit in and make things difficult for Rangers. You need that little bit of magic. Uh, and Alfredo Morelos has shown, I think the last time I was on the show was Livingston away, and he produced that little bit of magic. Started the second half when you thought Livingston might creep back into it. Um, you know, he used all of his strength and, and, and created a goal from where, where I would say very, very few players, um, with the exception of Edward, Edward at Celtic, obviously could produce that level of skill uh, just at the right moment to to make it quite an easy afternoon in the end up for Rangers. That's one of the main aspects of his play at the moment, Gordon. He scores half chances, but he, he makes he makes something that isn't even a chance into a half chance, and then the ones that are half chances he converts. It's not all about just being in the the right place at, at the right time. Yeah, his all-round game is terrific, you've got to say, Gordon, just now. And the confidence the boy's playing with is unbelievable because he knows that, as you quite rightly said there, he's not just waiting for those tap-ins. He can create something, a half-chance, on the turn. He's very strong. He likes defenders going up against him. He likes the, the battle and his movement. For instance, if you look at his goal the other night there, his first one, his, uh, the first header that comes in, now, everybody says, yeah, it's a simple header, but there are two centre-halves in there, six foot plus. And that ball comes in, and it's his movement that creates the space to take those two defenders out of the game. Great ball in by Kent, and he puts it in mm. the back of net. His all-round games improve so much. And I think a lot of people go back to the, oh, his discipline's a lot better. Of course it is. So when that's a lot better, instead they want to fight other players and argue with other players and get involved, he's now concentrating on what he does best. Put the ball in the back of net and he's such an important player to Rangers. Yeah, I mean, Jim Duffy, from a Hearts perspective then, you're Christoph Berra, you're, you're Craig Halkett, you're Austin McPhee. What on earth do you do to try and stop him? He scored five times in his last six games against Hearts, so I think they know fine well what he's capable of. It's just two things: be organised and, and concentrate. It's not, it's not uh, rocket science, but that's just the way it has to be. You have to be organised and eye as much space as possible, and and make sure your concentration is at its absolute maximum. Because if you drop for a split second, the player in his uh, forum is going to capitalise. And as I said, Gordon said, you know, his his, his movement now um, has improved to an, another level from even last year at scoring 30 goals his all round game his performance levels his goal scoring his range of goals his calmness in front of goal 
um, has taken them to, as I said, to another level completely. And um, you know, um, I just think that you know he's, he's you know going to this debate about top players, but he is one of the top players just now. There, there's no there's no question about that. And um, you know, Hearts know they have to be. I mean, you always get. The, that kind of almost like intimidates the opposition, opposition just by his name being on the team sheet. You know, straight away, even if he's not his brilliant best, you know that one lapse of concentration, he can score. Um, he won, won a, one of the guys we all know well, Alan McCoy, used to be like that. You know, he used to get a Coyce having a quiet day, maybe not always the best on the ball at times, uh, but he would score. And he would know that, he would tell you he was going to score. I'm having a night, but I'm going to score. And although I'm not saying Alfredo Morelos would say that, but I think he would know it. I think he would say, well, I'm, I'm not maybe having my best game, but I tell you what, I'm still going to score. You've worked with a number of chairmen in your time, mm-hmm. Jim. When the chairman of the club says, at the club's AGM, <laughs> if we get offered £40 million for Alfredo Morelos, we will not take it. Now, I think if they got offered £40 million, they would take it. But uh, he is the man. And Rangers have made it clear He is the man Alfredo Morelos Who will make The difference between Rangers Winning the title And not winning the title Yeah I think when you put Exclamation marks after things uh, You know Hugh It's very difficult To, to, to backtrack You know what I mean If you say he's not For sale at any price <laughs> he's, he won't, We won't sell him If we get 40 million I think these are great statements for fans to hear, but in reality, that's that's that that can't happen. And I think even for someone like Dave King, the successful businessman he is, he's a Rangers fan. He's speaking like a fan, which is fans want to hear that. But business side of it, you know, if somebody comes in, we whatever. And again, I keep saying it's not just the club; it's the player. Um, but listen, the more he scores, the more goals he scores, and the level of performances against teams. Uh, like you had in Europe against Feyenoord, you know, what I mean, the, you know, against Porto, these these type of games, then that will certainly enhance his reputation. And you know, the guys have said the the discipline side will definitely, I think, um, have, have turned in his favour um, with clubs down south and in Europe. You know, likes Italy and and, and, and Spain. You know, there will definitely be clubs looking at him without a shadow of a doubt. Whether they'll come up with the goods in January, or no, we've only got what four or five weeks to see. <laughs> Yeah, well he plays this afternoon Alfredo Morelos No doubt he's Rangers Main attacking threat We're going to hear from Hearts boss Austin McPhee next The fastest goals The expert opinions This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans, Mark Wilson, Gordon Diel Here with me, Gordon Duncan In the studio We've got Jim Duffy still up there In the Highlands Before we say goodbye to him We've got Andy Little At Rangers against Hearts as well I'm just looking at that Rangers team Andy Little And a name that jumped out at me Was Glenn Kamara Because I've had a flashback To seeing the papers this morning And him being linked with a move to Juventus Now I know he's been doing well But I must admit That was a That was a surprise Yeah I, I certainly heard there was There was talk of clubs looking at him he's obviously been in and out of this of the team um, at times uh, but for me Stephen Jared talked about looking to trim his squad slightly in January um, but for me Glenn Kamara Glenn Kamara sorry is not one of those that you would include in, in a trimming of your squad he's a brilliant asset to the team right now he brings real legs I think he uh, off the back of some of the European nights maybe where he's possibly come in and he, he brings that energy incredibly um, comfortable on the ball takes it everywhere as, as the midfield three all do uh, I'd be very surprised to see him go but I think they they got him at a steal obviously uh, so it would be certainly good business if Rangers managed to sell sell him to the likes of uh, Juventus and make a, a fair few million I would like I, I'd imagine uh, but 
I, I, I don't think so. I, I, I see players that are on the fringes and that haven't been involved in squads certainly going uh, on loan possibly just to get them off the wage bill but Len Kamara wouldn't come into that category. It would be great for us Hugh Keevans because I'm sure we could start a teaser of players who've represented Dundee and Juventus. Are we up to two with Ravanelli and Glenn Kamara? Well, I mean, it, you've asked a hypothetical question. <laughs> I'll give you a hypothetical answer. If if Glenn Kamara moved to Juventus for £8 million, somebody at Dundee should get the sack for selling him to Ranger for 50000 <laughs> might, might be a nice big sell-on slice in there, Jim Duffy. This is one of those ones that you have to be careful, Jim, because it's easy to scoff, but then you sometimes look daft if it comes back and bites you. Can you see Glenn Kamara going to Juventus? You can never tell. It depends on what type of player they're looking for, and uh, you know if he, if he suits um, the remit, then fair enough. Uh, I actually signed Ravenelli, so there you go. So um, uh, for the <laughs> um, but um, so no one thought <laughs> in the wildest dreams that Ravenelli would play for the knee. So he didn't score the hat trick against Clyde, if I remember right. So um, you know, listen, it can change. But, but Dave King, you know, the, the chairman we spoke earlier on, he came out and said that the, you know, in, in balance sheets and all these things, they thought Rangers were very good. But in terms of selling players, that's where they were way behind Celtic. And he actually mentioned that in his interview. So if that's the kind of you know part of the the catch up process of balancing the books, then if it's a Glenn Kamara or one of the other players that's not Alfredo Morelos, then I think that a series bid's going to have to be considered. And we Andy, you know, you wouldn't want to lose one, but but if you are, then we just do have a good number of options in there. You know, like like Saribo and, and obviously Andy King still there and stuff like that. So they do have options in there that you know they've got um, uh, Greg Doherty still still with the club and stuff like that. So um, if you are going to lose one, lose one where you've got plenty of um, you know cover and and so Glenn Kamara, whether it's Juventus or anyone else, would certainly <coughs> be one. I think if they got if they got that, that t- I figure that you had mentioned eight ten million wants to be I think. I think I think they would have to do it. Jim, what I want to know is how did you get Ravanelli, or how did mm. you convince him to come to Dundee? I'm what did you say to him? You're playing against Clyde, and you got a few goals. <laughs> you must get, have I'll gave get him your some back, Fabrizio. Get your comrades back. And, uh, <laughs> I told you we, we, we train at the good years, you know. Oh, we train at Gussie Park, and you know you get a couple of couple of days. No, listen. Uh, in, in one aspect, the, the, there was a, obviously the because I, I, I sound like, I sound like uh, Gordon Deal when I see this with the Man City, but obviously he, he phoned Luca uh, uh, Viale because just to get a wee kind of um, feel for for, for for the type of person I was, and, and Luca was obviously very complimentary for me, so that was nice. So that and the fact is he must have wanted just to just to try mm. something different in the latter stages of his career. So uh, so he did. He wasn't there very different. long. He wasn't there very long, but. Uh, uh, it was it was still an experience working with a player at uh, that that level. So you know you, you always learn. And, mm. and did he, you he tell him to make the front post runs, Jim? Did he coach them? I <laughs> know. Uh, just when he said no, the celebration, the Ravenelli celebration, the jersey over the head. But no, it, it was great. I mean, I have to be honest with you, it was really really good with with younger players and you know professionalism. I mean, the the one thing he did do. I mean, it didn't happen because we had we had. Um, you know, the, the, obviously the financial issues at the, at the club at that time. But uh, he, you know, he was one of these guys that wanted the standards always raised. He wanted to. He was going to directors to try and get the training ground changed and all these sort of things. And and listen, all that helps because as much as as, as we all, all know, we can hit your head of a brick wall. But when guys like that start, um, you know, batting for you, then it, it can certainly it can certainly help you. you see, but unfortunately, it didn't last too long. You could have summarised that, Jim. You could have said his name was Ravenelli. I made him an offer he couldn't refuse. Refuse. Yeah, I said, well, I, I'm forgetting you. You're, you're now like. 
Robert De Niro you were calling yourself I was listening to that I didn't, I didn't know if you had the, the cotton wool in the mouth there. You've, you've, you've now went with Robert De Niro to Marlon Brando uh, I'm trying for the full Lenny Henry here I'm just... <laughs> Marlon Brandy more like but, uh... yeah, yeah. you know me so well <laughs> but on that, I mean it's incredible I mean you know Jim Duffy he's, he's almost he's, the humble way that he name drops there is Luca that's, oh, the, that's the terms yeah. that they're on well, It's not Gianluca Viale It's Luca to him that's I can't can go people that do that okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's ridiculous We're going to get a like Gordon Daly I was cringing myself <laughs> tell, them, tell them who your next door neighbour was In the barracks Jim Oh no that's it Well as I'm saying The one, one Charles Nicholas But yeah, yeah. Uh, you know the, we, we just knocked through the wall but like, listen, you know, we, our, our goose guys are, are nice and cosy in there, and I've heard you talking about all the lookalikes today and all that, and all the wee bits of banter, all your wee cosy, cosy. I mean, it's now, we just looked at the, the temperature now, it's now just, just a nice, comfortable one degree here now in Dingwall. Do you want so to know what it is in the studio? Po- positively, positively Mediterranean. We're having problems in the studio. If anyone wants to get in touch and tell us that this is not suitable working conditions, 27.1 at the moment in this studio. Hugh <laughs> Keevens is down his pants. I, I am sweating <laughs> like it's my round. I remember you writing a column, Jim. If I remember this correctly, correct me if I'm wrong, where you said, VAR, what is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing, yeah. Uh, Arsenal had a penalty. Aubameyang missed it. And then they've had to look at it under VAR. And they say that Tim Cruel, the Norwich goalkeeper, was too far off his line. So they take it again Aubameyang scores I mean Aubameyang's got a magnificent advantage to begin with A goalkeeper taking a step or two Is it, is it really justifiable? Uh, listen, the whole, the whole thing is I think it's become so contentious And so debatable down south that the, All the ones that were screaming for it If you remember I think it was Charlie Austin last year From Southampton The big rant he had about You know, the best league in the world Not having VAR And now they're all completely Even all the players People used to think it was a kind of generation thing, you know, if you're a certain age, you won't want VAR. But it's actually all the young players now are all complaining about it and all the young managers. So it'll be interesting to see. I mean, they've invested huge amounts of money in it. I don't think it's going to weigh anywhere. But but it's been it's been a nightmare, let's be honest. It's been too... It's supposed to eliminate controversy. It's just created much mm. more controversy. OK, let's get back to today's action up here. Let's hear from Austin McPhee in charge of Hearts this afternoon, maybe, for the last time. We'll find out. You, obviously, the, you get asked the same questions a lot which I understand eh? um, but uh, you know, I'm being transparent and trying to explain that you know my just now all I focus on is preparing the team uh, and do that to the best of my ability like I've done in the other six games and you know obviously Sunday will be a massive uh, a massive uh, task but not one that I think is uh, unachievable at all I don't suppose it's something that Rangers can really worry about Andy But Hearts are here to play their part in it Most people have got Austin McPhee's chances of, of getting the job You know, done and dusted anyway But if he were to somehow pull off a tactical masterclass today And get a shock result I suppose that, that would send out some sort of message And maybe that's the, the only hope for Hearts That he can produce something radical yeah, I think as players it's not good though um, to have that uncertainty at the top of your club. Um, it, it allows sort of um, players can get a little bit relaxed possibly. You know, they don't really know if he's the actual manager, that there's a, maybe a slight lack of respect. I'm not saying this is definitely happening, but it, it's things that can happen. Um, if you kind of have that uncertainty at the top of a club, it's not good for, for the vibe around the, the squad. It, it 
comes down to sort of experienced players, Stephen Naismith, kind of those types of players who are a wee bit, a wee bit nippy and, and expect certain levels of performance. So, yeah, I think he's Austin McPhee is is doing a job at the minute, but it's uh, a very difficult situation for him because he, you know, he, he doesn't know how long he's going to have it for. And um, yeah, that, that that's probably why we're seeing those inconsistent performances from from Hearts. To say the last three games, it's been three nil either way, three goals either way, whether they're losing or winning. And um, I think the sooner the better they get uh, a manager in place or, or, or whichever system of, of management they go for, then the better. Think it can cause uncertainty amongst the Hearts players. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it helps. Um, you can understand that you want to take your time and get the right man in, and if you're going to go with a sporting director, then the manager. Yeah, I can totally understand the, the logic of all that, but it's taking so long. Um, and I say, I go back to Austin McPhee. I don't really know the lad. Uh, I've nothing against him, but what? Every time I hear him talk, one minute he looks like he sounds like he wants to be the manager. Then, if it's a bad result, he se- seems to come out with, uh, "Well, my skills may be as a sporting director." Well, you know, you're sitting there dealing with someone. What are you, what are you going to be? You want to be a manager? You want to be a sporting director? Take your choice and go for a position. But I think Hearts have been so slow at doing their job, and they put themselves in trouble. Because Hugh's right. Mm. Don't expect them to get anything today. They're sitting down there in 11 points, two wins so far this season. They've been absolutely dreadful, and they've got a massive game against Livingston. Surely they must have someone or a structure in place by now. Well, if they don't beat Livingston, then you know what the crowd reaction will be. And uh, perhaps they'll be round at the front door. That's not uncommon. Uh, And then Anne Budge is really up against it because... If she doesn't have something to tell the fans that night, then the mood will be very, very bad. Uh, so, I don't know. As I say, the, the the lady is entitled to take as long as it takes. Uh, she's apparently planning it to for the next five years of the club, not the next five minutes. But... It begins to look like indecision. It's still too long a time for an interim manager to be in charge for that length of time. Uh, unless you're unless you're saying to him, we'll give it to you until January, or it's usually the other way about. If it's the start of the year, we'll give it to you to the end of the season. At least he knows what he's doing. But this guy's surviving week to week, not knowing if he'll be at a job come the Livingston game, uh-huh. or next week if he'll be in charge on Saturday. And that's difficult. I think uh, Andy hits the, the nail on the head there. I think players sometimes look at that as well. Don't know if it's disrespectful, but maybe they think they can get away with a wee bit more. Is that not an easy excuse then for players? What about professional pride? What about just doing your job regardless of what's going on in the dugout? Totally. Totally understand that. I totally agree with you. But as the way footballers are, they'll look to cut corners at every inch. And if Austin McPhee's in charge and he's not going to be... Realistically, I think the players know he's not going to be the manager. I think... They're getting away with things They wouldn't under A guy who would just come in I think the problem comes from the top Mark I think that When you when you step Craig Levine down Now he's been director of football Went into management Now when you step him down If you're going to progress as a football club And I like Craig Levine a Terrific servant for Hearts Terrific player Captain Leader Everything I wouldn't say a bad word about him But he's got to be removed from the club you can't have Craig Levine hanging about a football club. The first step you do is... Yeah, but are people not looking at that 
perhaps exaggerating it, blown out of proportion. He, he doesn't have any real role. He's I don't still think about anymore. the club, Gordy. Well, he's he's. Uh, I'll bet he's still somewhere about having chats and whatever he's doing. You've got to remove him. Then you've you look at Hibs. Hibs took their time, brought in Jack Ross. All of a sudden, they're sitting six in the league. They're winning games. Okay, they threw away a two-goal lead the other day there. You can't just keep sitting there saying, well, we're taking our time, it's a five-year plan, we're putting Austin McPhee in charge just now, they're going to Ibrox, they've got a big game against Livingston. So ultimately, does this all help Rangers today? Is that that what you're getting getting towards? I don't see how it can hinder Rangers, but Rangers are perfectly well able to look after themselves. They don't need a, a, a Hearts team who are floundering. They're off the back of a great result in Rotterdam. They have in Morelos someone who is virtually unplayable now for opposition defences. They are in terrific shape. They know the Celtic result today. They know that the gauntlet has been thrown down. And they are perfectly well able to take care of Hearts without any need to dwell on Ann Budge, Craig Levine, Austin McPhee and being three down to Kilmarnock in 16 minutes last week. Okay, I think we'll leave that one there Jim Duffy, I think it's fair enough We bid you farewell You've got a fair old trek Down the roads It's alright, well Alison's still doing the interviews anyway So we'll have to wait So we'll not I think she's just about we, finished Don't worry well, we, will, we will to go yet But uh, you know, listen At the end of the Rangers game Will be a terrific game today Against Hearts I really do I think But you know Stephen Gerrard's looking for A longer performance From, from his team In terms of he said a few 45 minutes but there's a couple of games where he's been a bit unhappy with one half or the other so I think he'll be looking to, to for his team to sustain that kind of uh, pressure on hearts but like like all the guys today you can't see any other than the Rangers victory and, and then the teams will be you know Neck and neck again Okay safe trip home We'll build up more To Rangers against Hearts Only 20 minutes away From kick off The build up continues next Scottish football's League leader This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Just the 15 minutes Till kick off At Ibrox Between Rangers and Hearts Hugh Keevans Mark Wilson And Gordon Diel Are in the studio Andy Little And Andrew McLean Are at Ibrox Building up to The big game Let's hear a bit more From Stephen Gerrard uh, shall we Looking ahead To this one He's adamant That he can't look Too far ahead Despite a big week Coming up For his side It's stupid Because we can't Really control Anything to do With them games Where we sit right now All we can do Is prepare And be ready for Hearts um, I think it'd be Very disrespectful To Hearts And Austin to, For me now To be talking to James About um, Aberdeen for example Or Celtic um, After that I think it'd be Very disrespectful To Hearts And you know Hearts took Two points away from us Not so long ago So I think it'd be very silly If we forget about the challenge That's in front of us Might be disrespectful for him But not for us Andy Little We can do that Until our hearts are content I've seen people mentioning The next sort of four games For Rangers And suggesting that They could be season defining Would you go as far as that? Uh, possibly I think I think they were in A very similar position Last season And and, and, and they weren't up to it. Um, I think this se- this season they're a, they're a totally different animal. I think they've found a way now of winning certain games, games like this, uh, where there's there's excuses that could be made. You know, there's there's things in the players' heads as, as we're talking about. You know, do do players do look ahead? There's no doubt about it. It'll be in the back of the players' minds. Um, but it's that professionalism you need to have to to put that out of your mind and take care of business today. I think the big thing for Rangers though today is. I think it's about five weeks actually since they've they've had a, a home game in the league. Um, 
so that's something that you know players will really lift their game if they need it if they've got any little doubts or any little um, thoughts of getting ahead of themselves they'll see a good crowd here that won't allow them to do that basically yeah, I mean, sometimes in meetings between these sides, you take the Tynecastle factor into account, and maybe that did work in Hearts' favour when they got that one-all draw not so long ago. But we also don't have to look too far back to look at that semi-final at Hamden, which tends to feel a bit more like Ibrox, if you like. It's the big pitch, it's, it's the open uh, playing surface, and Rangers were unbelievably comfortable that day. Do you think Stephen Gerrard will will be looking at that to try and replicate the performance from that day? Yeah, possibly, but you know, as, as dominant as Rangers were on that day, I think it took them until added time of the first half to get the breakthrough. Um, as long as Hearts stay in the game, they'll, they'll grow in confidence today, um, and you know that's something that Stephen Gerrard will definitely be. We talked about it already. The, the fast start is just just so important. Um, Hearts are a team who can you know can can cause you problems you look at those those three players I mentioned Walker Rick Piazzi and, and Naismith they will be they'll be ready to, to sniff any opportunities and it's or you know it's up to Rangers to put in a sort of a professional uh, performance and really really start start quickly and, and be really clinical just looking again at the team lines and guys that have perhaps come in Joe Rebo's journey's been an interesting one Andy because he first came in and there was all the comments from down south about from Lee Boyer you know knocking your game effectively and questioning why he would come here the Rangers fans were really excited by what they saw in pre-season and some of the early qualifiers. He's maybe taken a little bit of a dip here and there, maybe has to do a little bit more. And if Rangers were playing a cup final tomorrow, he probably wouldn't be in that midfield three. But is there still scope there over the next week for him to try and play his way in? Yeah, I think uh, possibly. But uh, you know, the, the main three for me are, are Davis, Jack and Kamara. Uh, I think Aribo's a brilliant option to have. Um, he comes in, he gives you something different. He's a certainly a very exciting player, um, but it's the consistency of, of his performance that probably hasn't just been there this season. You look at Davis, very consistent. Jack, probably the star man outside of Alfredo Morelos. And Glenn Kamara, the reason why I don't see him leaving Ibrox is because he's extremely consistent player. He rarely gives you anything less than a, a 7 or 8 out of 10. Um, but you can't say the same in fairness to, to Joe Aribo. He's he, he has little bits of magic, a little bit like Shea Ojo. Uh, he can win a game. He can create chances for you. But uh, he he'll be looking with with an opportunity like this on you know a big open pitch as you say. Um, to you know, and I think he needs to bring a freshness when you look at the two changes that Rangers make from Thursday night uh, in our field and Aribo. They need to bring a a freshness to Rangers play. Uh, again, Hugh, this is the type of talk which Stephen Gerrard would probably accuse us of being disrespectful. But I think we are allowed to look a bit further forward. We did it with Celtic earlier on. Is this the type of day that with the schedule Rangers have, with the magnitude of these fixtures, you look to get the game wrapped up or close to wrapped up and then you start to look, can we rest Morelos? Can we protect Morelos? Can we protect Ryan Kent? You know, they, they start today, but it's about managing the overall picture. Yeah, I think Rangers midweek is harder than Celtic's midweek. Therefore... I think Steven Gerrard just has to, to go with it. Um, get today out the way, and he's not going to go to Petaudry and not start Morelos. Even though it's the game before a cup final, he simply is not. He's going to play a team that makes sure that Aberdeen at Petaudry doesn't turn into a banana skin. So he's got no option. Celtic are playing Hamilton. You all, people always say with respect, but Hamilton are nowhere near Celtic's quality. So... There is a chance for Neil Lennon to be a bit more manipulative with his squad. But Stephen Gerrard has got to go for it against Hearts and Aberdeen. 
And build to the cup final that way I'm thinking of starting a new feature on the show Don't get me wrong It won't be an award winner By any stretch of the imagination But spot the mistake on the team sheet Because we've had a few this season Was it Livingston that had the Rangers manager down as Derek McInnes? <laughs> Which had a, there's a, a few layers to that story If you yeah. think what could have happened uh, Today's from Ibrooks Hugh has got Rangers And then it's got the 11 players And the substitutes listed below And on the opposite side Where it should say Hearts It simply says December <laughs> So I don't know is that some sort of nickname for Hearts that we should know about? Well, the Ross County team sheet said that uh, they were playing Celtic on Saturday the 30th of December. You, there's one in every time. Brilliant. Like I say, I don't Everybody think it's an award winner. Uh, I'm not sure it's. I'm not sure it's going to catch on. That's for sure. Um, the game, Ibrox, Gordon. It's hard to second guess, but I'm going to ask you to do it anyway. Do you think Stephen Gerrard's the type to to mention? The fact that Celtic won earlier Or mentioned Celtic's result Or does it just speak for itself? It speaks for itself I think Andy Certainly Ibrox is right Everybody knows the score You've got your mobile phones there You know Celtic have won I think you're just concentrating Your own performance And I don't think it's about A performance today That helps It's about winning Because Rangers are are going into A difficult period A few hard games coming up But it's all about winning games and I think that Stephen, if you handed Stephen Gerrard, for instance, a 1 0 today wasn't the greatest, you would take your hand off for it. It's all about the three mm. points. But I think. There's not a bit more of an expectation at home, though, this season, no. given what we've said. We've been part of it. We've built it all up and said you get away with those days on the road, but they've both looked so comfortable at home that you actually are expected to do it with well, a little bit of style. It was, it was actually me started it by saying. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, that I don't think that Rangers or Celtic will lose at home unless it's against each other. So. Well, and I, I still believe that But what I'm saying today is After um, Celtic have won this afternoon The most important thing at Ibrox at 5 o'clock Is to have the three points in the bag yeah. A performance goes with it Brilliant, the fans will be happy If it doesn't, mm. yeah, one or two wee moans But it's all about the three points at this stage Okay, I think we'll leave it there for the meantime because kickoff is getting ever closer. If you're just joining us, the game in Dingwall finished Ross County 1, Celtic 4. Ryan Christie uh, with a double in that one. He was the standout performer for Celtic. So Celtic do their part. They've got three points on the board. And next up is Rangers. What can they do? They're at home to Hearts. And the kickoff is coming next. Action as it happens. Your reaction from five on the open line. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Welcome back to Ibrooks. Andy Little here with me, Andrew McLean, as we build up to Rangers against Hearts. I'll give you a recap of the teams just before they make their way out the tunnel. It's two changes for Rangers from that side that drew two all with Feyenoord during the week. Out go Shea Ojo and Ryan Jack from that team. In comes Scott Arfield and Joe Aribo, so it's a familiar 4-3-3 for them. Alan McGregor starts in goal. The back four, James Tavernier, Connor Goldson, Philip Hellander and Borna Barisic. The midfield three, Joe Aribo, Stephen Davis and Glenn Kamara with Scott Arfield and Ryan Kent supporting Alfredo Morelos up top. The substitutes, Forgingham, Jack Defoe, Ojo, Flanagan, Katic and Stewart. Hearts also making two changes going into this one from that. 3-0 defeat to Kilmarnock last time out. Out go Michael Smith and Clevid Tecamona. And in come Jamie Brandon and Craig Halkett. A 4-4-2 for them. Joe Pereira starts in goal. The back four, Jamie Brandon, Craig Halkett, Christoph Berra and Aaron Hickey. The midfield four, Jamie Walker, Glenn Whelan, Oliver Bozanic and Aidy White. With Uche Ekpiezu partnering Stephen Naismith up top. The substitutes as Lamal, Clare, Mulraney, McLean, Demur, Irving and Machino. The referee for this one is Don Robertson. Looking at the sides, Andy Little, the one inclusion that 
stands out to me for Hearts is, is Jamie Brandon, a player that hasn't played a lot of football for Hearts this season. And he's coming into a game at Ibrox, coming up against Ryan Kent, more than likely on, well, the Rangers' left-hand side, the Hearts' right-hand side, a player that scored twice against Hamilton last time out, got an assist midweek. It could be a tough afternoon for him. Yeah, it's a, a, a bit of a, a a bit of a baptism of fire, I would say. It's a it's a packed Ibrox. There's a real uh, buzz around the place. You know, the fans have been desperate for a match to be back at Ibrox, and yeah, for for uh, for Jamie Brandon coming in, it's you know it's right up against probably one of the informed players in the league. Look at as well the, uh, the the Rangers team. Scott Arfield comes back into the side. Stephen Gerrard in the newspapers this morning saying that he has been going through some some personal issues he's, he's maybe not hit the best form at the moment but it is interesting seeing the balance between the Rangers teams that they maybe play away from home and play at home Steven Gerrard tends to go with sort of two wingers we look especially at the big games away from home I think against Porto it was Kent and Barker that started against Feyenoord midweek it was Ojo and Kent that started Scott Arfield seems to come into these games at home and he, he could be key to try and unlock a Hearts defence it could be quite stubborn today yeah, I think you know with with Scott Arfield and, and Greg Stewart, those are the two players that Stephen Gerrard looks towards to link the play. Uh, when you have an awful lot of possession at Ibrox, a lot of possession of the ball, you need those players just to create a little flick around the corner, link the play, as I say, between the midfield three and, and Alfredo Morelos up top. And yeah, he's got a big job today. I think Aribo and Arfield coming in. What they have to do is bring that freshness to the team. A lot of people as well would look at that back four and maybe think that this is an opportunity for someone like George Edmondson or someone like Nikola Katic to, to come in and, and step in when they do have a busy schedule and such big games coming up that they could come in and, and get a bit of game time and give either Connor Goldson or Philip Hellander a rest. But it really does look like Steven Gerrard has found that settled back four that he wants and, and, and these are the players that he wants to play, whether it's the, the big games or the games against maybe not the bigger sides as well. Yeah, not for me. Not for me. I don't see him changing that back four uh, for for certainly a while if they continue to perform. Um, Hugh mentioned it in the in the studio. It's all about momentum, uh, you know. And Ger- Stephen Jared wants to keep that back four. And to be honest, they, you know they've conceded three in their last couple of games. They need to get back into those good habits uh, as a, as a back four and as an eleven. They don't want to be conceding goals going into the week that they've got coming up. Ryan Kent is standing over the ball here at Ibrox. Time for Rangers to respond. Kick off is underway. As it happens, and your reaction from five on the open line. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Full time at Ibrooks between Rangers and Hearts. Let's get the story with Andy Little and Andrew McLean. Rangers five, Hearts nil. The full time score from Ibrooks and Stephen Gerrard side stroll to victory against a lacklustre Jambo side here today. Alfredo Morelos kicked things off. He scored his 25th goal in 29 games this season when he rose high at the back post just 11 minutes in to head in Borna Barisic's cross from the left. Ryan Kent then kept up his good form by getting the second. Joe Aribo squaring the ball to him in the box and he swept it home with his right foot for 2 0. Rangers grabbed their third after the break. James Tavernier was threaded through down the right he fired a low ball across the face of goal and Christoph Berra was sliding in but he could only direct it into his own bottom corner that gave Steven Gerrard a chance to give some players a rest Morelos, Kent and Kamara all taken off and one of the replacements made a key impact that was Greg Greg Stewart and he got his first of the game after some good work by Shea Ojo to win the ball back down on the right hand side he had a shot from a tight angle saved at the near post but it then fell to Greg Stewart 
at the back post and he tapped into the empty net for 4-0 and he bagged his second five minutes from time a scrappy goal with a couple of efforts being blocked before Stewart showed good determination to rise high and head goalwards Joe Pereira not covering himself in glory and it's spilled across the line for 5-0 Rangers still in second but now just one goal behind Celtic in the table the full-time score from Ibrox is Rangers 5 Hearts 0 Andy Little a very easy afternoon here at Ibrox yeah, it, it was. It was a routine victory. You know, really, Rangers didn't have to work particularly hard for it, I didn't think. And uh, for me, the key players really, you know, did it for them today. Um, you know, Alfredo Morelos, Ryan Kent, and I must say, man of the match, Steve Davis, uh, towards the end of the second half, really just grabbed this, the game by the scruff of the neck and totally dictated the play. And as I say, Alan McGregor was a, a spectator for, for 90 minutes. I think he'd one save to make from uh, Moschino just as soon as he'd come on and yeah, generally just a very, very easy afternoon for Rangers. Now a massive couple of weeks coming up for Steven Gerrard. The full-time score here at Ibrox today, Rangers 5, Hearts 0. Uh, so there we go, routine, I think you called it. Andy Little pretty much covers it off, a 5-0 victory. What about your Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard man of the match and maybe some other contenders as well? Yeah, no, I think uh, he got the, the man of the match here in the stadium, Steve Davis. Um, he just sort of really controlled the second half. It was a bit of a sloppy game at, at times. It was a wee bit un, untidy. Um, I felt like Rangers actually weren't on the same wavelength in the final third. Uh, but for maybe the last 25 minutes of the game, they, they totally dominated. And it was, it was Steve Davis that was at the heart of that. Ryan Kent, Alfredo Morelos had, had real bits of quality. But uh, as, soon as, the, as soon as that goal went in after 63 minutes, I think he called it in the studio. And Stephen Jarrett immediately uh, signalled to his subs to, to get those two key players off the pitch. Um, what about Hearts then? Obviously in this city, Andy, most of the reaction is from a Rangers perspective, which is fine, that's understandable. If you're saying that you felt it was quite routine for Rangers and you don't even think they were at the best, is that a sign of how poor Hearts were? I think it is. It's a wee bit of maybe a sign of the, of the league just now in this season. Uh, you know, I think for a couple of years we've seen other teams, Aberdeen, Hearts last season were top of the league for a wee while and uh, this season's just got a different feel to it. I think the two old firm, the two squads are of a different level, uh, even their second 11, I'm pretty confident would go out and, uh, and win most games. Um, Hearts really just didn't didn't offer very much. Early on they looked to go long, they looked to, to go long to um, Ikpiatsu and Naismith and they got a bit of joy, those two link up really, really well, but as soon as Rangers kind of got a grip of the game in midfield, uh, it was very, very comfortable. Uh, yeah, and I mean, looking at guys like Greg Stewart coming on, that, that depth, that added... Um, option, the options that are there for Steven Gerrard like we mentioned earlier on I don't think anyone's suggesting he plays his way into the, the cup final team but to have that contribution that must be pleasing for Steven Gerrard Yeah I don't. I, I think it is I mean Greg Stewart hasn't seen an awful lot of action recently but he was really really lively when he came on you could tell he was a player that knew there was a, a cup final uh, appearance at least um, at stake and you know he, he, he did he made a really good impact Shea Ojo as well worked really really hard to set up his the fourth goal um, out of nothing really brave challenge and, and cut it back or sorry had a shot and goal which rebounded to Greg Stewart who, who was then just really really eager and uh, you know his two goals were just from that eagerness to get in and, and have an impact and as, as a manager Stephen Davis won, or sorry Stephen Davis Stephen Gerrard wants to see uh, wants to see players like that coming on off the bench and making an impact the three points are great the goals are great if you're Stephen Gerrard because it chips away at that goal difference but I suppose there were a few added bonuses there as well where you can get Morelos on keep him sharp keep him confident get the contribution from him but also take him off and, and wrap him in cotton wool if you like for this big week coming up 
Yeah, that's true. It's funny you say that. It, it was uh, there was a massive roar went up, probably the biggest roar of the afternoon uh, in the stadium, just after the fifth goal went in at the restart. Uh, you know, the Rangers fans were certainly craving that sixth goal, which I think would have brought them level and points and goals and everything. So uh, there was that sort of atmosphere inside the stadium as they start as the goals started to go in that the Rangers fans are, are, are wanting to get to the to the top of the table outright, if you like. But yes, uh, you know, Alfredo Morelos, Ryan Kent. The idea was certainly to get that third goal. That's always the, the one that kills the game off. And I'm sure they would have preferred that to come a little bit earlier. But when you look at the week ahead, uh, you know, with, with Celtic, obviously, a much more comfortable game at home to Hamilton. Rangers going up to Batadri. Uh, key players are going to have to turn up again on Wednesday night for Rangers, whereas I'm fairly certain you'll see the Cotton Wool uh, will be out this week. And there'll be a number of Celtic players, I'm sure, rested ahead of Sunday. What a day of football we've had here in this part of the world that finished Ross County 1, Celtic 4 in the lunchtime kickoff in Dingwall. Celtic pegged back, but other than that, it certainly was a routine victory for them. And Rangers doing the business at Ibrooks against Hearts, winning by five goals to nil. We've had the phone lines open for much of the afternoon, but now the, the real open line begins at five o'clock, as always. So let's hear from you. 0141 951 1025. What did you make of the games today? What about the week we've got coming up next? Let's hear from you. After the action, it's your reaction. 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. After Europa League Thursdays, Premiership Sundays follow, and it's been a bit of a goal fest. Certainly, if you're a fan of Glasgow's Big Two, Ross County won Celtic four earlier on in Dingwall, and then Rangers winning by five goals to nil against Hearts at Ibrox. Andy Little is still at Ibrox. He's ready to take your calls on today's game. What did you make of it? Gordon DL, Mark Wilson, and Hugh Keevens are in the studio. Interesting. Uh, Celtic now one goal ahead of Rangers. I'm interested to hear Andy Little talking about. The reaction when the fifth goal went in for Rangers and the crowd all know the arithmetic and uh, the the noise level went up several decibels because they thought it could be a dead heat. It could be that Rangers, if they get two, would go to the top of the league. Now, this is what we are dealing with, this unique season. You said it yourself, Gordon. We've had a caller on earlier today who took Gordon DL to task because Gordon DL was defending Jeremy Frimpong and saying he would play him in the cup final against Rangers. And Patrick, the caller, said Gordon DL was only saying that because he wanted Frimpong to play and Rangers to win. That's Planet Scotland, <laughs> Governor. 01419511025. If you want to join us, we'd love to have you. We're also on Twitter at Clyde SSB as well. We're going to hear from Stephen Gerrard as soon as we get reaction from him. This is one of the first places you can hear it. We'll bring it to you. And Austin McPhee as well, which for general fans of the Scottish game and any Hearts supporters out there, that will be quite interesting. Is this his last game in interim charge of Hearts or will he have to soldier on? I mean, they play midweek, do they not? Is it a full fixture card midweek? Yeah, uh, I think it is. Yeah. So there we go. He will, or Hearts will be involved during the week. So we'll bring you both of those managers as soon as we can and there's plenty more left in the tank from the likes of Neil Lennon and Ryan Christie. Let's get stuck in on the phones though. Craig is a Rangers fan first up. How would you sum that up today, Craig? Um, job done, I think. You know, um, you come off the back of Thursday night, um, which was a, you know, a tough game and certainly a tough blow to take mentally. That um, you go through, be through one minute to young boys throwing it away, um, and all of a sudden you've got to go down to the wire. So fatigue-wise, you're thinking against Hearts, even though Ibrox could there be tiredness, and there wasn't. You know, there was only two changes, and I think we looked. Up for it 
today. It wasn't the perfect performance, but it was, you know, 5 0. Um, it doesn't get more comfortable than that. And obviously, if we'd managed to get the six, then you're at a dead heat with Celtic. Um, it's an important one because I think going into next week, when you look at the midweek fixture and then get into the final, I think Celtic have a, a bit of an advantage in that they could play a B team on Wednesday against Hamilton at Celtic Park. Um, and I suspect they will rest important players and they'll still win that game. Rangers, on the other hand, we've got to go and play Aberdeen. Now, yes, when Celtic played them, they comfortably won 4-0 and Aberdeen were poor. But Aberdeen, I think, are in better form just now than they were at that stage. And they'll be looking to prove a point as well after the Celtic results. So, you know, we can't really rest a hell of a lot of players into that game. Um, I still expect us to win it, but it, it does concern me that because we don't have the luxury uh, away at a ground like Pitordry to rest as many players as Celtic, that it might it might then catch up. Craig, come, I, uh, I, I don't think Celtic can afford to rest players. For the reason that you mentioned, Craig, you and the other Rangers fans don't even need calculators You've got it all in your head You've got the mental arithmetic there And the, the noise level goes up Because you think it can go dead heat Or even better Therefore If goal difference is that important And Celtic have a home game Against the Hamilton Ackies team Who let's be honest Aren't that good Then Celtic have to take that advantage And hope that they score more goals Than Rangers score at Pataudry Therefore, I don't think that Neil Lennon can use the expression B-team. I don't think Neil Lennon can do that at all. He's obliged to get as many goals as he can. I, on a personal level, don't believe that Rangers are under any threat at Pataudry. Therefore, Celtic have to be aware that, first of all, they must win the game. And secondly, they must score as many goals as they can. Are we getting a little bit ahead of ourselves with this goal difference thing? Now, it's great fun. It really is because you're, 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 you're counting it every week, you like you say, yeah. and it's only one and it's only two in it. But it's also only December. Can Is it really sustainable for either side to go into every game and think it has to be four, it has to be five, because what if they score five or they score six? Both of them, if you're going to win the league, you've got to back yourself to get more points than the others. Yes, of course it could come down to, to goal difference, but... Does that mean that Neil Lennon really has to play his full strength team every game just in case Rangers score more you, goals than they you, do? You said to Jim Duffy earlier on today's programme that managerial cliche that you all use one game at a time. Celtic and Rangers are living one game at a time. They cannot afford to lose a game, they cannot afford to draw a game, they must yeah, but, score but, as but, many as but, they but can. They, they, they can, though, that's the thing. I, I know it's exciting. But you're not even talking about losing or drawing games You're talking about the fear that Celtic only beat Hamilton by two Because they've they've rested a few players ahead of a cup final In my time here on this programme I've watched uh, Celtic win the league on the final day at St Mirren Scoring five goals When Hearts were seven minutes away from being the champions I've watched Helicopter Sunday I've watched all of that drama we are more than a third of the way through the season. Goal difference is part of the equation. If Celtic have a chance at home to Hamilton Ackies to score a few goals, they have to take that opportunity. Yeah, but if they also have to think that they might want to rest players yeah, ahead of a cup I, final. I think, I think, well, put it this way. It's a difficult if, balance. If, if Edward's fit for Wednesday night, do you get in with that mindset? Absolutely no chance. 
I know what Hugh's saying about how close and it is and it's absolutely brilliant exciting one goal and at Ibrox today everything like that it's still we're just into December the most important thing is I do believe that, that Celtic have got a little bit of luxury on Wednesday night because no matter if you look at the squads they still get guys good enough to go and no disrespect to Hamilton still beat Hamilton 3 and 4 nil at Celtic Park with the players that they've got with one mindset on Sunday's Cup Final So yeah As much as it is so it is important I don't think that you would be looking In Wednesday night Edward's fit Right Get him playing Because we want to score five No chance right, What about today though um, Craig kicked us off Making a good point Andy Little About the fact that this comes On the back of Actually a really big game in Europe An important game in Europe An away match The, the level that Celtic and Rangers Are playing at Domestically at the moment You're almost not really mentioning that anymore No one really believes in the possibility of a European hangover Because we've not seen much evidence of it Yeah they've definitely From a Rangers point of view Certainly they've They've dealt with it an awful lot better than they did Last season I would say I think they've got They've got those options They've got players now who come into the team And, and have an impact uh, You know They have really good options The front three came off t- t- today And, and, a, and a, a new front three came on And, and all impacted the game uh, To some extent And yeah I think they're I think they're dealing with it much better I think Stephen Gerrard has real trust uh, in, in the players fitness as well You know You often You don't often see him actually Once that third goal in, went in He did immediately uh, Signal to, to take the subs off Or to take uh, Kent and uh, Morelos, as it was, take them off. But you don't often see that. He, he quite often lets it go to 70, 80 minutes before he makes those subs. And that's just because I think he really, really trusts in his players' fitness and um, resilience and able, ability to get through all these matches. And it's a serious amount of matches that are coming up. But, you know, I must say, I, I, I do believe it's advantage Celtic going into the final because uh, I disagree with you and that... I, and there's no doubt in my mind that there'll be changes um, for Hamilton coming to Celtic Park, but Rangers have to go up to Pataudry with with those key players having an impact. And um, you know, I think if if the from an Aberdeen Aberdeen point of view, if I saw the Rangers team missing a few of those key players, I would sniff an opportunity to to get a result on Wednesday night. Uh, Craig, sometimes these things don't work out; they can dry up for a number of reasons. But when you look at the rate that Alfredo Morelos is scoring at at the moment. I'd love to know what the target he's got inside his own head because he's got 25 goals already and it's only the 1st of December. What are you making of him at the moment? Well, I mean, he's, he's just been an absolute revolution this season. What, what he has shown this season, I think, is what he would have been, you know, what he's always been capable of. I think, you know, you take out what he's done, you know, the, the petulance from his game uh, and the discipline issues and he's like a new player. Now, this is why I've never understood why um, all through um, this season, despite how brilliantly he has been playing and scoring every game, and you know, of course, for Celtic's point of view, so Watson Edward been doing the same thing. But I've never understood why. I mean, I've heard several people come on here claiming that uh, you know Rangers would be lucky if they get 15 million from Morelos. The fact is, come January, I think I don't know if it was you or someone else who said it. Um, a couple of weeks ago when Morelos did his interview, you know, Rangers won't sell Morelos in January unless they get absolutely funny money for him. To be honest with you, they would have to get crazy money to let him go because he is crucial. If he goes, so does Rangers' title chances, in my opinion. That's not because they're a one-man team. It's just because if you take 20, that 25 goals out of Rangers um, with how strong a, a squad Celtic have got, it's very difficult 
Um, they go with it, and I think you know the goal difference thing as well it is important. Which right now, which is why having someone scoring the goals, he is is even more important. That's why when Rangers played Hamilton last week and only won three one, um, and didn't get what was a stonewall penalty. That's why a lot of Rangers fans, although you're happy to get the win, were still saying, well, you know, if that penalty's given, if Rangers score it, right now, it is a dead heat. You know, that is how important the goal difference is at the minute. I'm not saying it will be by the end of the season, but if Morelos keeps scoring and Rangers keep scoring, that is all Rangers can do and hope that eventually, somewhere down the line, Celtic don't score four or five. Now, that's hard to see because a lot of teams right now, you look at Ross County today, they hold Celtic off well enough in the first half. They capitulated the minute Celtic got their third goal um, in the second, um, which is funny. Um, I mean, I think maybe Hugh Evans should should stop criticising players because every time I've heard them criticise somebody recently, <laughs> they've went on and created a goal or scored or something like that. Craig, uh, Craig, would you use the word capitulation in association with Hearts after they lost the third goal? Absolutely. I don't, I, you know, I would because... Not to the same degree, because I don't think Hearts played as well as what Ross County had, to be honest with you, um, in the first half. But certainly, at 2-0 at half-time, I'm pretty sure Austin McPhee would have expected Hearts to go out and actually um, still feel like they could maybe have a chance at at keeping it to a lower scoreline. Once they just scored the third, aye, Hearts did then, you know, sort of fall apart but it doesn't surprise me because frankly right now you know it's a shambles at hearts they should have a new manager by now well, we're going to hear from Austin McPhee soon hopefully Andy uh, Craig was talking about Alfredo Morelos we've seen different types of performances from him we've seen ones where he's you know dominating games we've seen other ones where he's actually a bit quieter but he still pops up with a contribution which was it today? Probably the latter yeah probably quieter but but still contributed Um you know, it was a, it was a lovely, lovely ball, fluted ball in from from Borna Barisic, and he he just did brilliantly well, and, and and that was the only chance that I can I can remember. He'd uh, no, he sorry, the one on one as well, which he he probably could have done done much better actually. Um, it was really good last ditch defending from from Hickey left back, but uh, yeah, it was quiet this afternoon. Um, I think it was it was just a case of job done. Um, you know, but with with view to the goal difference thing, you know, I don't think Stephen Jarrett will be mentioning goal difference. Certainly before a game, I think that only leads to complacency and players getting ahead of themselves. I don't think goal difference would be discussed. I think possibly whenever you've got uh, the likes of Shea Ojo and Jermaine Defoe and Greg Stewart coming on, it's probably a wee word in their ear to say, you know, go and do the do do the business for us. But uh, I don't think goal difference would be discussed before games. Yeah, you can end up sort of. Going round in circles with it Can't you Because I get it When we're living week to week Of course you do And Craig mentions I mean if we'd got that penalty mm. At Hamilton last week We could have scored it And then we'd be level mm. And I can hear a Celtic fan saying Yeah and we should have got the penalty For the elbow in Scott Brown's head earlier And then you could come back and say But Ross County should have got one For yeah. the offside mm. I know week by week it's, it's important But when all is said never and done mind, you... Never mind goal difference just now Points will be dropped by both teams that's that's a big thing. It's it's when you drop the points is a crucial thing. Celtic Rangers won't go through every single game this season one and we've already seen it going away to places like Levy, going away to places like Tynecastle and dropping points, it'll happen. And it's important that the times they do that, you know, it'll be significant. You know, one of them will one of them will lose a game one week while the other wins, and that's where we'll get a telltale sign of I'm things to come. Trying to bring drama. 
to the whole thing. <laughs> I'm trying to be Al Pacino on any given Saturday where you crawl inch by inch. <laughs> and I get goal difference is not important. <laughs> Uh, there's always there's sorry. always there's always room for drama and some balance. I think that's 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 why you're such a I've, effective team. I've never had balance in my life at any stage. <laughs> Certainly not when the car door whacked you in the head last week no, and no, gave no, you that, that nasty cut. No. Um, as I said to you, I think it gives me a certain <laughs> edge, chic. You know, the, don't, don't mess with that specky tube. You know, what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> were there any grandkids in the car? That's that would be my main there, worry. I, I I have to make a confession. Oh. The youngest one, the four-year-old, was in the car. And when the door banged me on the eye, Dazzler, I said a oh, word which I now regret. Uh, for profanities? I said Ouch. one word. Um, and if he ever comes out with it in the nostrils. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? The man with the extensive vocabulary, like uh, Hugh Keevans, yeah. and Quite poor. Quite the poor young here. Ruben goes into nursery, says the bad word. Where did you learn that? Papa There we go Paula Grady (laughs) (laughs) Was it the same word Paula Grady uses If the chihuahua Does the business on the floor I've never actually seen the programme Have you not? No There we go Right 01419511025 That's the number If you want to get in touch tonight Big thank you to Craig On the line Giving us his thoughts On Rangers victory We're not too far away From hearing from uh, Stephen Gerrard We're on Twitter at Clyde SSB uh, Whiskey for breakfast <laughs> Not not condoning uh, Celtics games till the split He says I think he must mean the winter break um, Hamilton Hibs Aberdeen Rangers at home Hearts St Mirren away Rangers games They've got Aberdeen Motherwell Hibs Celtic away And Kilmarnock at home This will be significant Says Whiskey for breakfast In what way will it be significant? Uh, well I, I'm looking just at the numbers For a for a start Rangers have According to Whiskey for Breakfast I need to double check it Rangers have got the Four away games And one at home um, You know And away To Aberdeen Where Celtic I think I think he's trying to say Basically that Between now and the The, the winter shutdown Celtics have A, a more comfortable run um, You play can, them all in the end Don't who, you Who yeah. can tell I mean as I say They won't lose a game Unless They have A personal disaster uh, the two of them are too good for everybody else. Rangers won't slip up at Petaudry unless they have a bad night. That's the way it looks at the moment. Uh, yeah, 01419511025. Like I say, uh, on the phone, Celtic fans, what have you got to say after that performance in Dingwall? There was a wobble for about five minutes, but other than that, I mean, Neil Lennon praising the second half performance, certainly Ryan Christie. Any more praise for him? Mm-hmm. Not only does he score two, he lays one. Very nicely on a plate yeah. as well, doesn't he? Yeah, he's he's just turned into the real bright spark of Celtic. If if things aren't going right, he's a go-to guy just now. Um, you know, he's taking every set piece as well. We see him shooting from almost a byline at a free kick off the post, and that just shows you the level that he's playing at, the confidence that he's got going into this run of games. Having him in that top form, Neil Lennon must be absolutely delighted because there's some tough games to come this month. Let's speak to Alec, who's a Celtic fan, on the line. What did you make of it, Alec? Aye, uh, the day could have been a, a potential banana skin. Uh, we won at our best, but to score four, you know, I'll take that. Uh, move on to Wednesday. On paper, it should be easier, but, you know, it's a game of football, so... Uh, aye, I think they knew that after the day's game, 
Wednesday'll take care of itself and we can start to think about the cup final because this time next week one side of the city is going to be jumping about and the other side is going to be having a their faces uh, dragging the flare. See, I think well, that's I th- a fairly good way of summing up. Yeah, One think- side will be jumping about, and the other side will indeed be the opposite. Yeah, but I think we need to get away from this. We weren't at our best. This <laughs> both teams today apparently weren't at their best. Range, uh, Rangers score five, and Celtic score four. And who's quite right saying it could have probably been seven. So you're never going to be. At your best every single week But if you're going up to Ross County And you're battering Ross County 4-1 What are you looking for in football? Alec, there's a bit of a debate being brewing And it started really from, from some of the calls earlier on Some Celtic fans were a bit critical of Jeremy Frimpong Gordon was trying to defend him he, he clearly had a bit more of an uncomfortable afternoon Than he's had previously But that might just be down to the fact that he set the bar so high Does he still go straight in and play the cup final next week As far as you're concerned? Definitely. Yeah. Uh, it's all for me. You know, it's it, I'm not wanting to go to safe the safe bet and take somebody a wee bit who's got a bit more experience. I'm wanting Frimpong gets bums off seats. I the day he didn't have his best game, but you know what? He's still learning, and the boy he doesn't shy away. He wants the boy, he demands the ball. So I'll take that. I, I, when I go to a football game, I'm wanting to be entertained. I'm not wanting to. To just have somebody who who'll play the safe the safe pass. This boy plays like a winger, obviously, but he's he's not he's a defender. So he's, he's you know he's only he's only just put the Celtic shirt on a couple of months. You know what I mean? He's only going to get better. They're falling for it, Hugh. They're falling <laughs> for it. <laughs> well, uh, you know, yeah. th- th- we'll have to go day by day on this one as well. To quote Neil Lennon, uh, because Celtic appear to be running out of fullbacks. Uh, El Hamed, no sign of returning to training. Um, Johnny Hayes, yes, is back in training, but we don't know uh, at what stage. Uh, Bolingoli appears to have disappeared. Uh, so, I seriously, wouldn't be concerned though. You have been, you know, Celtic fans. If there's any concerns about playing an 18 year old in a cup final I mean we, we were chatting about age and players going in the other day I mean so how old do you have to be to play I pl- a cup I final I played in a cup final when I was 18 there you go if you're good enough it's different if yeah I was we'd good only seen, <laughs> well, if you've only seen this guy <laughs> once say he came, he came on today and that was his debut and you're going oh Celtic are left with a choice between this guy Frimpong and Bauer we've only seen him once he's 18 might be too much but we've seen him play at Celtic Park we've seen him play at Pataudry you know, he's he starred in all these games I don't think it's a I'm hard decision at all for Like we say, that the hand might almost be forced Maybe not quite, Bauer certainly there uh, Just an update in case you missed it So Johnny Hayes is very much in the race to make it It's sort of touch and go I think Neil Lennon erring on the side of conference As far as him um, Johnny should be fine I think was the line uh-huh. Ball and golly Not sure yet So yeah It will be interesting Over the coming weeks Thank you to Alec on the line uh, We're going to hear From Stephen Gerrard next Hear what he had to say On today's victory Against Hearts The games are over The talking begins 0141 Clyde One Super scoreboards Open line Hugh Keevans 
uh, Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here roasting in the studio. Andy Little's freezing at Ibrooks. So we've got all bases covered for you. If you want to get your calls in on football, not temperature related issues, you can do 01419511025. Twitter is at Clyde SSB. Uh, let's kick off by hearing from Stephen Gerrard. What did he make of today's game? Rangers fans, listen closely and uh, tell us a little bit. About what you make of it Here's what we had to say On that topic That we've just been debating Goal difference Look we, we, we want to win By the biggest margin We can um, And Probably in the players eyes I'm a bit of a moaner Like that uh, I think some of them Maybe want to come off the gas And, and, and relax At three and four But not for me I just want to continue to uh, Keep doing the right things And You know We we're not at a level or we're not a team yet where we can just pick and choose when we can stay on the gas. So for me, it needs to be consistent across the board. Forget the scoreline and, and, and play um, with the correct intensity and try and score as many as we can. There you go. He's like you, Hugh Keevans. Yeah. Always See, wanting more. Stephen Gerrard understands drama. <laughs> I'm standing beside two, two straight men here. Need drama. <laughs> uh, moving on, Ross is a Rangers fan on the line. Ross, what's in your mind tonight? I just want to talk about Alfredo Morelos. How good is this guy? The best since Loudrop, but I've seen Ibrox. Well, listen, that's high praise, Hugh, but well, is it fair? Well, they're different in the sense that Morelos is a goal machine. Brian Loudrop was a beautiful football player, but not a goal machine. But this guy is a goal machine. So the um, if your argument is... Sorry? I've a... I've seen, I've had some enjoyment to some players at Ibrox, but none more than Alfredo Morelos. That's mm. that's we guy. Well, he's there. Love him. Just to be clear, Ross, so you're not saying he's better than Loudrop. You're saying he's the best no, since. He's better than Loudrop, but he gives you more enjoyment watching the the man play. So is he the best since? Is that what you're saying? He's well, maybe not the best. I've had a lot of good players, but I don't think he gets the praise he deserves. Eh? He's he's what twenty five goals or something no, I think he gets all the praise in the world. The, the, the only argument is always how much is he worth? Well, you know, that we go on all day about that. He's worth what somebody is willing to pay for him. But the chairman of Rangers, Dave King, laid it all on the table at the AGM last week when he said, don't want money in the bank. Yep. We want the title. And Morelos will not be sold for that reason. So Dave King, the chairman, is saying... Alfredo Morelos will make the difference between winning the title and not winning it. Therefore, he will not be sold. And a little high praise from Ross and Falkirk to mention them in the same breath. Yeah, I think he's. I think it's almost the the, the contrast from last season because we, you know, Rangers fans knew he was knew what he was capable of. You know, saw the goals, but they didn't get to see enough of him. That was the problem. He sat out maybe ten games last season, possibly through suspension and. Um, I think what it is is just he's finally uh, he, he's finally staying on the pitch, he, you know, and, and he's performing week in week out at, at a level even even greater than he showed last season. And um, yeah, I think he, he's drama. In last season, it was drama for the good and the bad. Uh, but this season, he, he's brought his his game to a totally different level, a level that I didn't think uh, he was capable of certainly. And uh, I think Rangers fans are just. Loving every minute of what they get to see of him at the minute. Yeah, I'm totally disappointed he never included Andy Little and Gordon Dale. Not but uh, <laughs> praise, but um, uh, compare him to you're not, you're not foreigners. No, to to Loudrop. Uh, no, I, I think when you look at Morelis, I think he's you described him perfectly for me. 
he's a goal scoring machine. He really is. He'll score goals no matter where he goes because I think his positional play is a lot better. Terrific finisher. Um, but when you look through the years and the teams that Rangers had, the gas coins, the loud drops and all that, and the Boers, and you know, he's still a lot to go to catch up with the, the best in front of goal ever was uh, McCoy's. I'll go back to my word tangible. The Rangers are looking for a tangible sign of their re-emergence from the dark days of administration, liquidation, the fourth tier of Scottish football, the third tier of Scottish football, the second tier of Scottish football. The Rangers fans look at Alfredo Morelos and say, this guy will be the guy who will give us the tangible sign that the club is back, a trophy. Alfredo Morelos will guarantee that for us. That is the belief of Ross and every other man, woman and child who supports Rangers. What do you think, Ross? Still with us, Ross? Yeah. Nah, I'm, I'm right. All I'm saying is Andy Little gave me a great day at Ibrox and when he scored against Celtic, so fair play, Andy. There we go Address up Andy And I don't even Get a mention myself <laughs> Nah I didn't deserve it I'm afraid Thank you to Ross and Falker Call one four one nine five one one zero two five. Uh Twitter Is at Clyde SSB There are a few other things uh, Coming in From Stephen Gerrard What about Rotating players There are a few themes Coming through this afternoon Rotating mm-hmm. players Goal difference Here's what he had to say On mixing things up Yeah um, there's, there's nothing wrong With Ryan Jack um, Wanted to Try and offload him today if we could, and then um, if the game was in a position where it was comfortable, and um, I, I wanted to try and offload a few more as well. So it was nice to have that luxury, and the, the players obviously by performing so well today gave me that. We're back to that debate, Andy Little. You certainly feel like Rangers have a, a much harder fixture on Wednesday than Celtic do. So if we can accept that Rangers might not make wholesale changes, might we just see that? One or two for instance Could we see Ryan Jack come back in To face his former team Which would maybe leave Stephen Davis out A couple of days before the cup final Is, is that likely Or would they both play on Wednesday As far as you go I think with regard to those two that They would probably both play uh, I think they'll be required Jack Davis Kamara Would, would be the, the three that I would see On Wednesday night um, But but as I said before I just think Stephen Jarrett Has real, real confidence in, in his players Fitness. He knows that that Ryan Jack probably could well have gone out and played today, but uh, he made that decision. Obviously, we, we we haven't discussed him all afternoon, which is which is a first. You know, he, he's been the, a main man in there. Um, yeah, I think that, I think the one or two is what is right, and it's often those one or two and those key sort of attacking positions, the players that can go and change games. But when you look at the players that are actually affecting the game at the minute in the Rangers team, you've got you've got Greg Stewart comes on, scores a couple. You've got. Uh, Kent, who's involved, Alfredo Morelos, who's involved, Ojo's involved, Aribo. There's goals coming from from er, from all areas of the pitch, especially the the fullbacks as well. You know, you see James Tavernier and Borna Barazic getting involved. So th- those are the positive signs for Rangers at the minute. But at the same time, you know, I wouldn't say they're a one, they're certainly not a one man team. But Alfredo Morelos is absolutely key to that, and that's that's one player who. You know, you could sense it today. As soon as, um, in fact, as soon as he went down injured in the first half, there was a real uh, worried sort of feeling around the stadium, and uh, in the end up, it was it was absolutely nothing. I think it was an injury to his hand, but that's he's he's somebody that Stephen Gerrard, you know, absolutely requires. I think if he's going to go on and have a yeah. 
a good December which is you know it's a very very tough month for them Now part of the reason it's so tight at the top and we've got a cup final to look forward to is because Celtic have only lost twice this season once against Cluj once against Livingston even that was way back at the beginning of October here's what Neil Lennon had to say when asked about their form since that defeat at the Tony Macaroni Outstanding you know I can't fault it you know it's been so consistent powerful we look a real goal threat from a lot of variety of positions and our play in general is very exciting to watch. The fitness levels of the team is good. You know, it could have been easy to come off it today, but um, we did get a little bit sloppy for 10, 15 minutes of the first half because we're really in cruise control. We've come off it a little bit. 10 wins in a row since that game in Livingston, Hugh. Yeah, yeah, remarkable. And uh, 10 very decent wins. Uh, I'm glad that Neil used the word sloppy, which I used when describing Celtic in the first half. Uh, they were not at their scintillating best today But you cannot find a downside To 10 wins in a row You simply cannot mm. It's remarkable consistency as Neil says there And to add You know to To not have that, that same starting 11 You know for different players to come in and make contributions You know you're looking at Them playing without a striker For the last two games A recognised striker You know you're you're asking a winger and Lewis Morgan to go and play there and you're still getting the same results And we touched on it before The guys who are missing And still to come back in And add to that squad It only bodes well for Neil Lennon And the game's coming up I mean Gordon averaging Well over three goals a game In that run as well In that ten game streak of, of winning them all Averaging more than three And of course as you well know That includes the, those European ties Yeah I, I don't think Neil Lennon Can ask for any more um, You know if his complaint is they were sloppy for 15 minutes That's a fantastic complaint to have um, You got to Ross County You won comfortably in my opinion His response he's got From the disappointment day At Livingston has been incredible And Mark uh, puts a good point out there The last few games They've played without a recognised centre forward And they still look such a goal threat And obviously with the players in forum You've got to say They're in a good place just now Michael's a Celtic fan in West Lothian Hi Michael Good evening gents How are we doing? Not too bad Michael How are you? Well it's Baltic and West Lothian So I'm glad you're all hot and quiet bank no, this, is, this is about extremes then Michael Believe us We are sweltering This is not good fun You can even, no, Not no, even no. close Anyway Michael Well I, potential deficiencies that fall back here Yeah um, I, think, I think they're there I think it's obvious Neil Lennon has another option. He can go with three at the back. He has three very good um, defenders in Bitton, Julian, and Ayer. Uh-huh. He can play there, and if need be, he can put in Johnny Hayes, wide left, and Frimpong, who migrated, didn't have his, his best game, but it wasn't his worst game, and move on from there. So I don't think it's an absolute disaster, um, you know, the fact that we are without these fullbacks. There are alternatives. He's proven up front that we can change things about. So why can't he tweak things at the back as well? Well, I think if you go on 10 games and uh, won all 10 of them, uh, then the system as it stands is just fine. And you don't start tampering with it uh, as you approach a cup final. I'm quite sure that Frimpong will play. And uh, in all probability, Johnny Hayes will play on the other side. And uh, Julian and Ayer will stay where they normally are and near Beaton will be on the bench I don't think you you make too many changes the thing is if you bring Beaton on and go to a three you've got to leave you've got to put somebody out 
up front. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. so who, who do you leave out? That's that's a big question. Well, that's something I'm trying to work out. Okay. Um, but the bottom line, what I'm saying to you, if you can tinker with the front, you can tinker with the back as well. But there's no need to tinker. That's the point I'm making, Michael. You know, Celtic have gone ten games in a row and won the lot. Mm. Therefore, there is no need to tinker. And you have to have yeah. faith in uh, Jeremy Frimpong and faith in Johnny Hayes on the other side. But they're hardly looking fragile at the back just now, are they? That's uh, I can understand the point of you had young Frimpong in there and Celtic were losing goals and it was a real concern. Celtic look strong at the back, with or without Frimpong. Whoever they come up against, they look strong. I mean, they had they, their moment today, but of course, yeah. over the bigger picture, it's been it's been fairly resolute back yeah, there. Hasn't I mean, they lose a goal, uh, obviously on Thursday night as well. But I mean, like, like I've played in Celtic teams where the man to my right described as what was it? Couldn't keep pigeons out of loft. Pigeons out of loft. Yeah, <laughs> and I was in that back four, and Hugh was right because <laughs> you know what? At that time, we were shipping goals, and it was difficult. <laughs> You had me worried there Sorry <laughs> Yeah I was oh. close to the bone But we were We were struggling to keep clean sheets This Celtic team aren't So yeah. why would you tinker Yeah because Michael you, I mean you're right If you were forced into it Of course Neil Lennon would be confident He could mix things up But in your Back three you, You've got Frimpong playing mm. wide on one side Gage. And then Hayes on the other So why not just play them as fullbacks In a back four Well I wouldn't have any hesitation About playing Frimpong Or Johnny Hayes but what I'm saying to you is because of the deficiency, I'm not saying it's the, you know, it's the infinite answer to the problems, but we do have options. And that's I'm just being called another option to it. If we have to lose one fullback or two fullbacks or possibly three fullbacks, we have got options and we can use those options. But my, my point would be 10 games in a row, 10 wins, no need for the tinker, man. Yeah, but listen, I think everyone's I think I can understand what he's, he's not saying We should get into the cup final And all of a sudden change the, the system What he's saying is If we've got problems But we've still got players That we can play a system That's strong enough And it allows our stronger players In the wide areas To get up and down And gives us an extra centre back I totally understand what he's saying By using the word Well the words We've got options And there's nothing better For a manager But I'm with you if he's got everybody fit He'll certainly start with a back four Yep I, I totally agree That's an option By the way it's, it's not the first time It would have been done Brendan Rodgers sometimes Switched to that formation And it was It was James Forrest That often mm. played that Right wing back Right of four If you like um, So it's definitely something there If Neil mm. Lennon wants to think about it But I don't think he will Okay, we're on Twitter at Clyde SSB. James McCluskey um, is along your lines, Hugh Keevans, as well. He says Celtic can't afford another 2003. The team needs to keep scoring as much as they can every game. I'm sure they will win the league with points to spare. The old firm games will decide the title. Yeah, 2003, for those who don't remember, uh, Celtic went to Kilmarnock, scored four. Rangers played in Fairland, scored six. Uh, and that was the season in which Celtic went to a European final. So it is never too early to rack up goals and improve your goal difference. I wonder if that will be the final game in charge for Austin McPhee. We'll hear from him next. After they play, you have your say. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Into the final part of today's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson and Gordon DL still here in the studio. Andy Little, you've not frozen yet. You're still with us, are you? 
Yeah, yeah. Just about good. Okay, right. I'm glad to hear it. Uh, we are on Twitter at Clyde SSB as well as the phones 01419511025. Uh, what else is coming in? Roberto says Absolute vintage performance From Rangers today But my only concern Is the other position On the right We have Kent left Morelos through the middle But I do feel we're lacking That spark to the right Who do the guys think Should start there Gordon, next week? Gordon can I, can I ask a question Because it was well documented during, uh, Before the game About how did And Andy will answer I didn't see the game How did Arfield play today? He, he was okay Gordon, I, I must admit, I was surprised to see Arfield playing that deeper role, and, and as in deeper as in the midfield three and Aribo on the right hand side. I don't think either of them were outstanding. Um, you know, I, I think Arfield's more effective when he plays that slightly more forward position where he where he links the play a little bit more. Um, it's, you know, it, it was it was. I felt like it was a. It was talking about vintage or not vintage. It wasn't vintage first half, but at the same time, and you talked about it, Gordon. You know, it, it doesn't have to be. Um, you know, both team, both old firm teams have gone out today and and taken care of business very, very comfortably. Even though if they weren't at their best, but uh, there's different ways to win games. And I felt like Rangers just the tempo wasn't quite right, quite in their play at times. But I always felt like if they really needed to. You know they could have gone through the gears and 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 made it even more comfortable quicker. Uh, things can change during the week. Rangers do have that game against Aberdeen for the purposes of my made-up game. Let's say the cup finals tomorrow. Who starts there for Rangers? Uh, and I I'm I'm if I, if I like Arfield one forward. I would probably go with Kent Morelos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and, the easy bit. And Arfield. Mark quickly. Uh, Rangers' point of view I would go Kent Morelos and Barker. Oh really? Pace. Mm, I would go with pace. Okay, uh, let's hear from Austin McFeehew. I know oh. this will interest you. We've been speculating about the distractions potentially on on the players, given Hart's current managerial situation. Here's what he had to say. I think that the the situation um, is uh, the uncertainty of the situation for for everybody is um, needs managed very carefully. Uh, I think that the longer it goes, um, the the more it can at times, you know, become an excuse, and and it can also be a reality to to um, to maybe at times mean people aren't as focused as they should be on on their performance alone. Rambling. Uh, not not well, give, tell us what you really think. <laughs> not, you or him? Not not not, not giving uh, a, a straightforward answer to that question, and I understand why, because uh, you've got a bad situation. You don't want to make it worse by saying something indiscreet. You don't want to throw players under a bus. You don't want to throw what's happening to anyone who runs the club under a bus. Uh, therefore, he's very, very slowly picking his words and trying not to say anything that will make a headline. So, he's just caught up in a club who are drifting, and the coming days will be very, very important for Anbudge. The question is, will he be in charge going forward? There's a game on Wednesday. Yeah, what was it? His last game? No, nah, nobody else there. There's well, only him and John Daly, so he'll be there with John Daly on Wednesday night. Unless here's what he had to say on the, the week ahead. Uh, the situation that we, uh, that ideal, that ideal by day by day, as the as the club, um, uh, as the club look to uh, make the best decision for the for the future of, of, of Hearts. Um, and it's very important that uh, in these moments that the, the players and the staff and, and of course myself and, and the supporters on Wednesday night because we're at home that we all we all stick together and we try and 
In, this, in the same circumstances, two weeks ago we, or, or three weeks ago, we got a fantastic performance against St Mirren on the front foot. We scored five goals. We hadn't won at home in seven months. Uh, so uh, we need to try and make sure that that's more the memory going into this game on Wednesday night rather than today at Ibrox. Um, no manager uh, is going to get judged um, on, on, on the result of a of the game here. Um, Hearts haven't won here in the Premier League since 2012, so so the expectations are different. But the expectations on Wednesday night are absolutely that we must take three points. And uh, I'll be doing all I can in my in my powers to try and ensure that the right team's on the pitch with a, with a, um, with the right approach to the game to, to do that on Wednesday. Well, that's a straightforward answer to a straightforward question. He believes that he will be there Wednesday. He knows the three points are essential. He knows that getting turned over by Rangers was inevitable, uh, but Wednesday is the important one. Whether it turns out to be his last, who knows? Who knows anything about Hearts right now? I think he's still hanging in there, desperate man, because uh, he keeps referring back to the St Mirren result. And I don't think that's good enough. I, I can understand that after a game and you've just been beaten 5 0. And you come in there and as you quite rightly said, you've got to be careful of what you say. But it just seems to go from one extreme to the other for me. I don't think his manager material. Uh, whether Ann Budge sees the ability and the skills in him to be a sporting director, I can't answer that. But I really do think for the sake of hearts and their supporters, they need to start making decisions quickly. I, I feel sorry for him though because yeah. it's, it's a difficult job he's got. I think someone above him should be come out and, and answering these questions. He's in a difficult position trying to get the team ready for the games at Ibrox Rugby Park last week. He's having to come out answer questions that he probably doesn't know the answer to. And, you know, he, he's he's trying to skirt about the question. Somebody upstairs in Hearts, whoever it may be, whatever Craig Levine's role is, I, I, I'm not quite sure if it's Ann Budge, should be coming out and taking some of the heat off this guy. He's not a seasoned manager who can... Bat away question after question He's still a young guy And I do feel for him a bit Because it's quite evident That he doesn't know what's happening day to day Because I wonder if you're being a bit harsh on him Gordon In the sense that Hearts are in this situation Because the team's terrible Craig mm. Levine lost his job Because the team was terrible So Yeah but he was a part of that I know but I was going to say Simply because he cannot turn it around In the space of four games Does that mean he's he's definitely not Never a manager? No, I don't. I don't think that's his. I don't think that's his skills, Gordon. I, I, yeah, but are I'm, you basing it on the fact that he's not been able to completely transform Hearts I'm, in four I'm, games? I'm basing it on yeah, probably a, a bit on that and the fact that nothing's changed is probably the worst. He had a massive say in the club with Craig Levine. Let's be honest about it. Yeah, he's part and of look it. Of at, course. Look at the shambles that was. Now I'm not saying. Listen, I've nothing against the guy. Apparently, he's terrific at other skills, but. Use the other skills If it's a sporting director I wish the boy all the best Let's speak to Gavin In East Kilbride Hi Gavin Hi how you doing Good thanks Gavin What did you make of today's football then? Very interesting Very very interesting um, Obviously the goal difference Things come in here uh, But my question For the panel is I personally don't think It'll come down to goal difference I think it will come down To bottle that's certainly part of it, Gavin, a big part of it. Um, you know, we're in uncharted waters here uh, because we haven't had a title race for many years and uh, therefore we haven't had to deal with bottle too much. Uh, but it's it's going that way. They've played 
14 games They are separated by One goal It's going to come down to Holding your nerve Everywhere you go And particularly When you face each other So yeah Temperament mm. will play A very large part in it Granted some people Are looking at this Hugh And saying they think This is the closest But I mean They were close In, in January last year And then Celtic have Clearly been a lot more comfortable But does that really mean That they've not had To display bottle In the last few years Surely that comes in In a number of different you, ways you, you cannot Question Celtic's mentality uh, For any team To win Nine trophies in a row To become Invincibles In Brendan Rodgers First season To win The first ever Double treble To then go Treble treble You cannot Question Celtic's Temperament uh, now we're into a slightly different sphere Because Stephen Gerrard has improved Rangers month upon month And now we're almost, we're one goal away from a dead heat And that's why uh, Gavin is quite right to raise the, temp- uh, the question of temperament uh, And that applies to Rangers Perhaps even more so than Celtic Because Celtic have been Course and distance Nine trophies in a row Rangers are trying to win A first trophy for many years You say that you don't think It will come down to goal difference um, You think Bottle will have The decisive say And I guess you By that Gavin You think Celtic Have that in their favour what, what What are you basing that on? Is this the previous experience They've got of getting over the line? Absolutely Absolutely um, Rangers haven't been in that position um, and I'm not saying that the case is that they won't have it I just think that over to bring it over the line I think Celtic are possibly um, more in an advantageous uh, position to do so Well there are 24 league games to go who knows what can happen in the January transfer window for example and I'm talking about players coming in as opposed to anyone going out because neither Celtic nor Rangers will sell anyone who that they think might have an influence on the outcome of this title. But there are 24 games to go and me and Steven Gerrard are on the same page here. He's goals, not letting that go. Goals, <laughs> in case you need them, get the goals in your back pocket. Andy Little, the question of bottle is a fascinating one because if you're looking at having been there and done it, of course, that's that's Celtic's advantage. Uh, then the question for Steven Gerrard, who clearly had a lot of it as a player, can can he instil that w- within the Rangers team and, and make them be the ones who come out mentally stronger? Yeah, well, I, I was thinking, you know, it's, it's a case of who, who slips up first, but that's probably not an expression that Steven Gerrard would like <laughs> me to, to use if you think back to his playing days. But, you know, I, I think it is. It's... Um, it's definitely temperament's really gonna gonna play a massive part of it in it. You know, Stephen Gerrard regularly talks about his players wanting you know wanting them to be brave on the ball, especially in the European matches and for us the environments. But I think it really when you, when you come down to sort of you know it's it's about bottled just right now, but at the same time I think it's a different level of bottle come February, March, April. Those are the those are the critical months, and um, that's when the pressure really, really ramps up. So if if we're in that same situation as we are just now, come February, March, April, then I think it actually becomes as big a factor as as en- as anything really, you know, and how your team's playing. If Alfredo Morelos or Edward is on form, it becomes actually as big a factor as as that. The bottle the bottle thing really mm. comes into it. The closer you get to the to the final game of the season. Thanks to Andy Little, get yourself up the road, Hugh. Very briefly, sum it up for us. 
they are separated by a goal. There are seven sleeps to go <laughs> until Hamden. But Pataudry for Rangers, Celtic at home to Hamilton Mackies on Wednesday, first of all, bottle. What, what a week this is going to be Make sure you join us We're back tomorrow from 6 o'clock And the build up is going to be frantic Make sure you join us for it The UK chart shows up next